Lights, camera, action. You're listening to the Airline Pilot Guy Show. The view from our side of the cockpit door. WAPG. It's the Airline Pilot Guy. Airline Pilot Guy episode. Can you believe it? 500. Hello, you're listening to the Airline Pilot Guy Show. For 12 years, showing the view from our side of the cockpit door. With your host, Captain Jeff, Dr. Steph, and members of the APG community, broadcasting live from the Renaissance Concourse Hotel at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. And Captain Nick, with others in our community, broadcasting live from the Farnborough Air Sciences Trust in the UK. Today's show is recorded on the 3rd of December, 2021. In today's episode, a special video from Captain Nigel called The Book of APG. Tributes from our listeners and a lot more, including the 500-show plane tale. So get all settled in. Tray tables and seat backs in the upright and locked positions. Electronic devices powered on. I'm Radio Roger, and with great pride and excitement, I can tell you that Flight 500 is ready for pushback. Radio Roger. He is an award-winning TV and radio reporter from the number one all-news station in the nation, 1010 Wins in New York Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Captain Jeff. I don't know what I'm doing here. A pilot at a major legacy airline based in Atlanta, Georgia, with a whole bunch of great friends with me here today. And, of course, sitting right next to me here at the Renaissance Concourse Hotel at the Atlanta International Airport, doctor, skydiver, marathon runner, strength training junkie, IPA connoisseur, and commercial multi-engine instrument rated backstabbing jumper dumper, it's Dr. Steph. Captain Jeff, we made it. 500. Woohoo! So excited. This is yeah. a great show. So glad so many people are here, and yeah, let's do this. All right, and also with us here, been a while since we've heard that one, barbecue master, motorcycle rider, boat skipper, underwater photographer, and a pilot for a major U.S. legacy airline, it's Captain Dana. Great to be here, guys. You know, heard about the 500th, I tried to come up with all these things to say, but all I can say is one thing. Wow. Wow. All right. And also joining us, uh, co-host on the Plane Talking UK podcast, Armando, currently an Atlanta-based pilot. Is that true still? Uh, Charlotte-based. Oh, okay. Who served in the U.S. military for over 20 years. I've got this from uh, PTUK uh, website. Uh, He's flown more than 30 airframes, and most of them bent up beyond repair. And enjoys flying skydivers and volunteering on weekends. It's Armando. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff, for inviting us. Uh, Ned's over there in the in uh, England. I think we're going to get around. But uh, congratulations from all of us at P2K. Nice. All right. And also beside me here, where is your thing that I was going to? Well, you know what? I'm just going to wing it. I thought I had written this down. I don't know what happened to it. But... He is a former F-15 fighter pilot in the U.S. Air Force. He 
a former American Airlines, we can say American Airlines now, uh, captain for how many years? Embarrassing. <laughs> Get closer to the mic. It's embarrassing to say American now, but... Yeah, well, we can say that. I was captain and American for uh, four years. All right, and uh, now currently tell us what you're doing. I'm an X-rated pilot. I fly- <laughs> Uh, just right before Thanksgiving, I got checked out in the Citation 10. I am, uh, I haven't figured out what, what name to call this. I'm thinking it's like Flights for the Rich and Famous is what I'm going to be doing now. So, charter. Quite a slick airplane he's flying right now. All right. And also, we can't forget. Okay, that's enough. Whoa, I've never heard that much of this song, actually. I, yeah, that was uh, unfamiliar to me. <laughs> from across the pond. At the Farnborough Airport in England. He's a professional photographer, former RAF, RAAF fighter pilot, retired Airbus A330, A340 captain for Virginia, Virgin Atlantic Airways. It's Captain Nick. Retard. Oh, you missed the retard. <laughs> Very disappointed. Fantastic. Exactly. Now, I'd love to introduce my panel over here. Sadly, we're missing one. Uh, he was a, uh, a budding ATCO in Heathrow's aerial glasshouse, our expert, the senior controller and supervisor, Adam Spink. But he has had to isolate, sadly, after he's been uh, uh, track and trace of Collardim, and he can't come. And he had a pretty bad cold, so uh, that, that's a shame. However, on my left, I've got uh, from the Plane Safety Podcast, that uh, Chally exec jet driver, pilot Pip, and his pink pal, our pal, everyone's pal, Cat Nal. Hey. Over on the right-hand side, our Fari specialist, ex-Jaguar pilot, TriStar 777 and 747-400 captain, Full of Hong Kong fooey, Captain Nye. And the man who we have to thank for setting up all this gear around us, providing his technical wizardry and audio-visual expertise from the Plain Talking UK podcast, the great Neville Bounds. And if I may indulge you for a second, Jeff, I'll speak a special thanks go to our host, the Farnborough Air Sciences Trust Museum. We're on the site of the 1907 headquarters of the number one airship company of the Air Battalion of the Royal Engineers, later to become number one squadron of the Royal Flying Corps. In 1914, it was the temporary headquarters of Lord Trenchard when he commanded the Royal Flying Corps. Indeed, the RFC's first operational squadrons were based in the hangars immediately in front of this building. The history that surrounds us here is palpable. And I must thank listener Phil Catling, whose idea it was to broadcast from this fabulous place. As a member of the volunteer staff, his assistance has been essential in getting the UK side of the 500th into the air. But he hasn't been alone. And I must also thank Graham Rue, the museum curator, and Brian Luff, the museum manager, and all the volunteers who've come in especially to help make our day so much fun. We're very grateful to them all for our first big international meetup was in 2016 in historic Farnborough. 
and now the Fast Museum have carved another special place in our hearts. Thanks very much, guys. And, of course, we cannot forget the lovely lady you see on your screen. Our producer, director, my personal assistant extraordinaire. Without her, I, I probably wouldn't even be here today because I'd forget that we had a record, recording date. It's Liz Piper in Toronto, Canada. Hey, Liz. And I have to say, we missed her. She was going to be here with us, but uh, uh, circumstances led to the fact that she couldn't be. And we really miss you in real life, uh, Liz, with us today. But we're so glad that you're here with us on the virtual uh, conference. Thanks, guys. All right. Now, what do we do next, Liz? We go to something. We're going to do, do two audio clips, uh, Catholic Pilot okay. and Hillel. So, hey, you, this is a treat for you all. Normally, this, this is the kind of thing that I hear in my ear, but nobody else does when we're doing the video. And, you know, after the fact, when we're doing post-editing, sometimes I'll put what Liz is telling me. Uh, but that's something that you probably would never hear. Uh, so, but she's here today doing live direction. Oh, we have to mention uh, Miami Rick. He was supposed to be here, um, but I think he's still practicing for the um, extreme, extreme ironing championships. Ironing championships. championships. Um, I think they're going to be on the top of a mountain this year or something. Wow. I was waiting for that. Sound effects. And I don't even have, I didn't even push that button. That's pretty cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, Rick, if you're listening, we miss you and hope you're doing well. And uh, maybe, maybe for the thousandth episode, you can join us. Can we book you now? Yeah. You guys have advanced <laughs> can we put that yeah. on your calendar? He may be the only host left by then. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't know. You know, I'll hey, probably be dead by then. <laughs> he's older than me. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm okay. Let's start off from the very beginning. Many of you know that uh, before the Airline Pilot Guy podcast, uh, it was a different branding. It was called Catholic Pilot Podcast. And I thought it would be a little bit of a treat. It's kind of hard for me to watch and or actually listen to this. But this is my very first episode, my very first attempt at doing a podcast. And uh, here we go. Got a little excerpt. Catholic Pilot, episode one. Hi, I'm Captain Jeff, your host, and you're listening to Catholic Pilot, podcasting on a wing and a prayer. Still am. <laughs> Mostly prayers. Proof that miracles happen. Yeah, it was kind of a long intro. Sorry. <laughs> Still learning this podcast. Yes, it's true. I'm finally podcasting after a lot of coaxing and uh, nudging and outright nagging. I am finally uh, getting down to it and uh, no holds barred. Let's go for it. So please bear with me. This is the first time that I've ever attempted a podcast like this. And uh, I hope over time that uh, my sound quality and content will improve. Okay. So 
Catholic hey, uh, what's stop this it. whole thing about? It couldn't get any worse. Uh, let's see. Of course, <laughs> I am a, uh, a pilot, and uh, I need a checklist, and I need to make sure that I'm And still needs a checklist. Right. So let me get my checklist out here. And, okay, let's see. Announce the name of your show. Catholic Pilot. Check. And, uh, let's see. Your name? Captain Jeff. Check. Oh, um, my real name is Jeff Nielsen, but uh, everybody knows me as Captain Jeff. So we've done that. Let's see. What is your show about? Well, that's a hard one. I'm not entirely sure yet what this thing is going to be about, but I know for sure it's going to be about uh, Catholic stuff. That's the uh, prayer part of my motto. And, uh, of course, stuff about flying. And uh, that's the wing part of the uh, motto. And uh, so I I suppose it's going to be kind of a show um, like Seinfeld. Uh, A lot of... (laughs) Oh, show about nothing. And, uh, but of course, it's going to be a lot more than that. And I'm counting on you guys to send me in some feedback and uh, help me uh, define this show. Okay, so. And you did. On that one. How about, um, what else? Oh, a little introduction of yourself. Since this is my first podcast, and maybe some of you out there have no idea who this Captain Jeff character is, let me tell you just a little bit about me. I am. Uh, a Catholic, I have been for nine years, um, didn't grow up as a Catholic, and uh, I love every um, hour, minute, second of it, and let's see what else. I'm a airline pilot for a major global airline, headquartered in Atlanta, live in Roswell, Georgia, the headquarters, of, or the U.S. headquarters of the StarQuest Production Network, and let's see what else. Mm, well, I think you're going to be finding out a lot about me as time goes on, so that's good enough for the first episode, I think. Uh, let's see. Speaking of feedback and uh, your participation, um, let me tell you what the feedback line is. Uh, if you want to call your feedback in via your cell phone or a regular phone, uh, call, well, call now. area code 304-99-PILOT. <laughs> oh Seriously, do not, do not call now. My camera is my phone. Recorded from a previous... And if you'd like to email some feedback to me or perhaps attach an MP3 file, if you have a recording set up, you may do that by sending it to feedback at catholicpilot.com. And that also is the website, catholicpilot.com. That's where you can find this podcast. Okay, so, speaking of feedback, I just so happen to have some already waiting for me here. So let's uh, let's get right to it, shall we? Hey, this is Greg Willits from the Catholics in a Small Town. Wait a minute, no, that's not the podcast. What was the other one? From, uh, from the Daily Breakfast. No, wait, what is it? I guess I don't really have a podcast anymore, do I? Well, you know, I guess that makes sense then that there's this Catholic pilot podcast, but... Personally, I wouldn't trust a single thing, this Captain Jeff. <laughs> Not a single word. Okay, well, um, thanks, uh, Greg. I appreciate the feedback, and I love you, too. And, as you all know, Greg is still participating in this crazy adventure, uh, many times featured in Captain Nick's Plain Tales. He's a, a wonderful voice artist. And uh, so that was uh, September of 2009. Mm-hmm. 
my first episode of Catholic. And by the way, I would like to mention this guy sitting right next to me here, Jeff Felmuth. He actually listened like as soon as I released it, yeah. all the way back then. He is the, like my number one fan. Is he drunk? <laughs> Probably. The way, the way he tells the story, he had to wait for episode number two. Yeah, I actually did. I had just gotten my first iPhone. And people talked about podcasts. And like Jeff, I'm Catholic. So I looked for Catholic podcast, and I see a Catholic pilot. So, of course, I'm a pilot. I downloaded it. And that's history. That was nine years ago. Haven't missed a single one. Oh, that was 12 years ago. 12 years ago. 12 years ago. 12 years. Math and public. Math and public, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, we did the Catholic pilot almost, uh, I think, 44 episodes, 45 episodes of that. So, you know, really... If you count those, we're way over 500 now. But I rebranded the thing because I realized that most people really, they didn't want to know anything about the Catholic stuff. They wanted to know about the flying stuff. And so I thought, okay, I'll rebrand it, make it an aviation podcast exclusively. And so Airline Pilot Guy was born in May of 2011. And this is from episode 39. And uh, you might recognize this voice. My uh, first feedback from this guy. And at the time, I don't think he was hanging around showers. Uh, again, another instance of electronic devices, and you know how I feel about those. You know, speaking of that, I was um, I was sent some feedback, and since we're talking about electronic devices, why don't we go ahead and play that? And uh, this was from, uh, let's see, who sent that to me? I think it was um, Hillel. And by the way, uh, Hillel used the... Um, speak pipe um, send a voicemail uh, tab on my website airlinepilotguy.com uh, he was probably sitting at his computer he tapped on the thing and it said okay you have a microphone no, on your computer let's record this and send it to Jeff <laughs> and so thank you Hillel for being the first to use this uh, feature on my website and two others by the way uh, used it as well and we'll hear from them um, shortly, but let's hear from Hillel first. Greetings, Captain Jeff. My name is Hillel. I am a very frequent flyer for business. Don't always get to business class, but I definitely fly a lot for business, and I'm also a private pilot. I thought I'd provide the listening audience with some information to help validate uh, your whole point on electronic devices in the aircraft. And I'll refer everyone specifically to the Code of Federal Regulations, the FAR also for the FAA's regulation, under Aeronautics and Space Part 91, General Operating and Flight Rules. If you want to look it up, how about that for marketing? Any case, keep up the great work, safe skies, and I'll be listening. Take care. Bye-bye. So there you go. That was my first feedback from SpeakPike and that gentleman right there. Hello. H-I-1-1. E-1-1. No. No. H-I-1-1-E-1. Right? <laughs> I don't know. We're not really sure. He doesn't. What is it again? Hotel India 11 Echo. Hotel India 11 Echo. You can tell how much he listens to you. Okay. Well, let's keep it moving on. Right, Liz? Right and on. We I, got the book of APG now. The book of APG from Hong Kong Nigel over there in Farnborough. And we're going to go ahead and... Oh, have we loaded that up yet? We have. We're ready to go. Okay. Go ahead and hit it, Liz. 
hi there. Just letting you know, Mike, that ah! <laughs> we just went live, Jeff. I'm sure everybody just heard that scream, maybe. I know. That's why I did. Oh, okay. That would be Jeff being slightly frustrated with his... Uh, slightly frustrated! <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, in the process of trying to get another camera um, up and working so you can see what, what's going on there. I never the have technical so problems. Just hang in there. We'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. How many people are there? And we'll be back. In the beginning, Captain Jeff created a Catholic pilot. But it was without form, so Captain Jeff said, let there be rebranding and call it... CPG. Hi, I'm Captain Jeff, your host, <laughs> listening to the Airline Pilot Guy podcast. Hey, first thing I'd like to do is uh, welcome all those of you who have been faithful listeners of my previous podcast, Catholic Pilot. And uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, you're welcome here, and uh, I, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to this uh, rebranded version of my podcast. Really not going to change very much. It's uh, The show is going to be remarkably similar to what you're used to. Really not going to change very much. Really not going to change very much. Really not going to change very much. Hi, my name is Captain Jeff. I do a show, this show, called the Airline Pilot Guy. And I'm an airline pilot, as you can see. I'm wearing laughing. uniform right now. <laughs> identifying uh, pieces off of it so that you don't know who I fly for or for whom I fly because I am not an official spokesperson for my real airline, a large legacy airline uh, here in the United States of America. However, I say that I fly for Acme Airlines. That's a made-up virtual airline. And so I'm a proud captain for Acme. I've been a captain now for, well, this might have been one of the more first than 12 years I I've been flying watched. for this big airline. Very close. More than 24. So I'm doing so. This is an audio podcast that I'm recording here. So it's going to be kind of boring. Um, maybe as time goes on, I'll be able to <laughs> throw in some more fancy things and you know, graphics and that kind of thing. But uh, for now, it's just me sitting here in front of my computer uh, recording my audio podcast. It's a downloadable audio podcast called the Airline Pilot Guy Show. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Let's start this thing. <laughs> and Captain Jeff saw the centenary, but it was good. <laughs> listening to the Airline Pilot Guy Show with Captain Jeff. It is uh, probably rather fitting that I celebrate my 100th episode here in the birthplace of aviation. I'm trying to quickly find my sound effects here. So Umbra. play that. <laughs> yes. Airline pilot guy episode 100. Thank you very much. That's my studio audience. Right here. I had no studio audience. 
Okay. <laughs> all my Many of you, uh, okay, that's enough. That's enough, really. It's really. still just Please me. Call. Nobody. Okay. Tiffany Blair, stop. Stop. Really. Okay. <laughs> Uh, many of you not even uh, know that uh, it's you really know there was a mirror behind my you, 100th episode. It's actually more than that. I started out podcasting, doing my aviation I podcast as a Catholic pilot. I had what? almost 40 episodes in the can before I rebranded wow. about, um, well, I don't know how long it's been now. Two and a half years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah, something like that. But uh, as the airline pilot guy uh, show it. This is the 100th episode anniversary. So, is it going to be any different than any other show? Nah, not really. I'm not doing anything special for it. So it's going to be kind of boring. <laughs> but, uh, so you have wished me well and congratulated me, uh, congratulated me on my 100th episode. And thank you very much. I do appreciate it. We'll hear from some of you in today's podcast. And Captain Jeff said. It is not good that the man should be And this is when I say hello to all the people in YouTube land. Hello. Uh, this is Stephanie. Dr. <laughs> She's my co-pilot tonight. Oh, we're even sitting in the right orientation. Yes. Look at yeah. that. And you look like a little girl. Yeah. We're in Charlotte. North this Carolina. And 2015. I thought, it's time for me to record a podcast. So. I know. You have to help me. Spot the gray head logo. Glad to uh, be of assistance. Good. Okay. So I let's see. I had no idea what I was doing. Here. Important thing here on that is to make sure that it's recording. That chemistry. And it is. Oh, and, fantastic. Uh, let me do one more sound check. He did beat the child trafficking. You know, a minus a <laughs> I do, however, but remember which hotel we were actually recording this from. I definitely not No, not downtown. Yeah. Oh, now it's too quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's better. Okay. As long, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go with it. I can always adjust it. Okay. Fix it in post. And Captain Jeff formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of podcasting. And man became a living Rickopedia. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Airline Pilot Guy. Now, if you're watching the video, now you know most of you don't watch the video, but if you are, uh, you'll see somebody, some dude sitting next to me. And why don't you say hello, sir? Hello, everybody. I am Rick, the guy that's always talking your ear off with all that feedback. I'll try to keep it uh, short. One this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, so now we have a back and forth of, uh, of you doing your feedback. And then, see, now the advantage is I can say when you're into your feedback, you know, like four or five minutes, I can go, okay, that's enough, Rick. Shut up. Let's move on. Mute the mic. Right. Of course, I'm certainly one to talk, right? Because I can talk for three hours or more straight uh, without taking a breath. So uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm in Miami, Florida, as I mentioned. Rick Russell's Rick Russell's Rick Russell's. And uh, <laughs> just so in, in case somebody's new to the mm. show, tell the listeners who you are and what you do and that kind of stuff. Well, I am a fellow airline pilot. I am originally from Miami, Florida. I fly the Boeing 777. Okay, that's enough, Rick. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Let's move on. Okay, 
And Captain Jeff said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. And there was crew, community, and much merriment. I know where this is going. Airline Pilot Guy, episode 200, Bicentennial Edition. Oh boy. <laughs> this should be good. I'll just assume everyone here has seen this episode. If you have not, please watch. And Captain Jeff blessed the Bicentennial and sanctified it. Oh, maybe with that, take us out, Captain Jeff. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining me today. And wow. <laughs> so awesome that everybody came over here. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Real men don't cry. (laughs) Let the show bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. So it's going to be kind of boring. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Are we already on the clapper boats? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got to bring it up. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hang on. Let's make sure we're recording. <laughs> okay, we're recording. Now I got to get uh, this so I can see this. And uh, blah, 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 blah. Is the music ready? I think so. Yeah. APG, episode 300, take 50. <laughs> when the crew saw that the hops were good for beer, they did drink. And the eyes of the community were open. Um, maybe as time goes on, I'll be able to throw in some more fancy things. Uh, My special okay. gift from Stephanie. Ah, yes. It's a candle, and uh, it's a. Uh, it's fine. It smells like somebody's passive aggressive. Oh, very good. <laughs> Stick it uh, under your nose and sniff it, Jeff. I just want to see what happens to your moustache. No, I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be a, a classic way to start the 400th. It would be. Yes. Uh, Most ashes on fire? Epic. Rather be diving. Uh, no sea too rough, no muff too tough. Okay. You'd rather be diving than be here with us? Apparently, no. yeah. You'd rather be drowning no. himself underwater than be on the APG. No. Sad, isn't it? I'd rather be, I'd rather be muddy, tiny little did, uh, did Nick fall over? Yes. <laughs> Somebody should probably get Jilly to see if he needs assistance. Liz, are you in contact with Jilly? Make sure Nick is not. Does it look like I'm looking out for him the... down the. Liz says that Jilly poisoned, Jilly poisoned him. So. Oh, there he is. Oh. Right, sorry, I just had to. Oh, look at that one. Ooh, very creative. Nice. All right. Can't see. Oh, Dana's scrolling something. And mine will be the typical nothing. Oh, I better put the. Uh, I was thinking about it. Oh, yeah. No, oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking for? Oh, Anyone but thought, thought we hadn't done this before. Never. Uh, I wish I had kids that could blame them for. Uh, Stealing my anyways, well, that's fine. You found it. Make sure I have the SD card in there. 
And make sure your computers are plugged in for a change, too. You know, I'm just sitting, waiting patiently for whatever. (laughs) Shut up, Jeff. Shut up, Nick. Okay, that's enough, Rick. Shut up. Let's move on. Thank you. HR, you, guys, you guys in the chat room abused. don't even understand how difficult my job is. <laughs> we're wonderful people to work with, yes. is what she means. Yes. Yes, we're the best. We'll, we'll meet after Judging on that candle <laughs> that she gave me. Passive aggressive candle. Okay. ABG 400 in three, two, one. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. Cool. You okay, Steph? Maybe. All right. And we also want to thank our wonderful. Thank you, Liz. You're awesome. Thank you for all your hard work. Absolutely. And if anyone copies any of the APG podcasts, Captain Jeff will take away from him his share in the Tree of Life. The grace of Captain Jeffy with the ABG community. Amen. Can we explain this to Nick? <laughs> You're right. Yes, on. Assuming he'll be sober. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I have to say, Jeff, there was so much time there, I would give it down in 30 minutes. I started off uh, looking at APG 200 because I'd heard it but not seen it. And uh, you had a hell of a party there. And uh, <laughs> I nearly did a whole one just on APG 200. And, uh, you know, you had Steph with the balloons over her head. And then at some point, uh, Jeff and uh, Steph get so pissed, they start mirroring Rick. And there's just all this high school stuff. That you, there was so much talent. And, uh, no, it, it was easy to do because there was so much talent. And I think I speak for the other 28 guys in the room, and I have to say that there's so much talent gathered here on the APG crew. Uh, they did a great job. So good hand. That's uh, 500 episodes. Well done, crew. because of that. Okay, that was great. Thank you, Nigel. That, uh, In fact, uh, so just quickly, um, a couple of the clips that Nigel included in his book of APG were ones that we had kind of decided we were going to play, but since we already had it in your book of APG, Nigel, we are, are going to skip it. Thank you for helping us out with that work. The first episode was uh, with Steph was 152, and what, how many would that be? Uh, 300 and... 48. I'm not good at public math. A go? Someone who's a math Is that person. right? 348? 348. 348. And uh, 158 was when uh, Nick, I mean, Rick first joined us. And then Nick was the first uh, full-time official. I think we have a clip of that later on, but I think that was like 201, right after the 200th. Anyway, so uh, Liz, should we go? Oh, yes. Steph? 90, yes. 90. Uh, and we're, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll visit that very soon. Wow. You want me to uh, do that next, or do we want to go with uh, no, maybe? No, we'll go into number four now. We're okay, number four. Number four. So I'll just be able to find it right here, and it says four. Okay, this is from James Mack. 
Uh, hi, crew. I have some feedback I'd like to add for the 500th show. I've just finished listening to 496, and there seems to be a lot of talk about food from cheese, chicken nuggets, and even a big chicken. So my question for the crew, what has been your best and worst in-flight meals you have had, the pleasure or displeasure, to be treated to? I think I know what Dana's is. Uh, Dana's is recent. Very, very recent. Very recent. Yeah. Very recent. Uh, let's see. So anyway, this is from James Mack from Kent, UK. And uh, so I guess that's... Uh, one that we should... Uh, yeah. Do you want to start with the folks in the UK? Let them go through there? Yeah. Let's uh, let you folks over there Best in the UK. Best and worst flight that. meal. Don't all you guys jump at once. That's fine. Uh, Nick. Hello. Uh, the fish. Don't, don't eat the fish. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it, huh? Okay. Ow. Okay, well, if I take you back to my Monarch Airlines days, we used to serve a very nice afternoon tea. And I have a little penchant for scones in the same way as I quite like chicken nuggets. So someone said, well, there's no way that you can eat half a dozen of these scones. And 26 scones with jam and clotted cream later, they were still bringing them to the flight deck. So that was quite memorable. We had to land the aeroplane in the end because we ran out of flight time, but um, we didn't run out of scones. So that was probably one of the more memorable events. Excellent. Pip. Pip, you're up. Hey, um, yeah, uh, best meals. Um, well, I've, in my line of work, quite lucky uh, in uh, Krumos. And uh, Handsome Jeff's going to find this out, I think, as well. Uh, a nice selection of food in the executive world. But I've, uh, I've had foie gras before on a crew meal. Uh, but my best one was a hot steak and fries out of Tel Aviv. Delish. Very nice. I think... Um, Let's let's shift. Anybody else over there in the uh, UK want to answer? About this Nigel, he flew to some Nigel? exotic places. Uh, what are we talking about? Food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wake up, okay. Nigel. I was first officer first officer on an L ten eleven in um, Hong Kong. Uh, what was it? Acme Brushwing. Can't mention where it was. And uh, we used to get the food from behind first class, whatever was behind the door, and that was first class. So I got my first steak. And then this dude came, Sir Adrian Swire, came up and sat on the jump seat behind me, whereupon the cabin crew said, oh, we got one more steak left over. Here you are, Nigel. So I ate my second steak from first <laughs> class. And Sir Adrian Swire, the guy that owns the airline, says, the best officer seems to like his steaks that I'm paying for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick? Nick already said. Oh, okay, the uh, yeah. fish. Just the fish. Okay. I've done mine. Okay. Fish. Don't eat the fish. Okay. Well, speaking of that, that's a great segue because Dana is going to share with us a recent in-flight uh, meal experience. Yeah. Mm. Don't <laughs> eat the fish. <laughs> Best meal? Peanuts. Since Well, before they took them away from us because everybody's allergic to them now. Uh, recently going down to Mexico City, uh, Captain and I both chose to have the smoked salmon salad. We ate it on the way back. Yeah. By the time we were Birmingham, yeah, no good. Yeah, we ended up calling, both had to call in sick because we both had food poisoning. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was this week. Wow. So this was actually a question about best and worst foods, but no one really wants to hear about the best because there's actually been some very good ones, and I highly recommend a number of airlines for that, um, specifically Emirates, Etihad, Upper Class. They, they do a good meal, especially when the chef comes to you before the flight takes off and says, 
when would you like your meal? Like what I get to pick? Um, worst stands out as, um, last year, some, some, sometime within the last 12 months during the pandemic, when they were kind of prepackaging everything, um, you know, nice little box meal came out, had a little sandwich in it, a little like salady thing, and then a cup of fruit. And the fruit was growing things. So I politely passed that back to the flight attendant who was immediately horrified. I said, it's fine. I just want you to maybe it's check fine. the expiration date on a few of these before you pass them out to other people. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone else really wants blackberries with fuzz on them. Yeah. Isn't that how penicillin is? Yes. Discovered? I mean, I, it'll be cured of some, some diseases, I suppose, if you, you consume it. But it was not appetizing at about 34,000 feet. Hey, way. Roger. How about no, you? Nothing stands out. I mean, it's the usual mediocre food. I usually I always travel tourist or basic or whatever we're calling it now. So uh, nothing stands out as particularly good. And then since the pandemic, it's been just those chips and, you know, flat pretzels and cookies. Yeah, those are good. Biscoff cookies are good. I'll take those. Yeah. And the, the Stroopwafels on United, they had those for a while. Those are pretty good. I don't I've know eaten too many Biscoffs. Can you tell? I don't, I don't understand the concept of in-flight meals. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Wah, wah. Yeah. No, actually, wah, wah. Uh, back in the day, uh, Nev, uh, sorry, Nigel talked about being a first officer on the L-1011. Uh, here at Acme, we flew the L-1011. I was a first officer as well. And we used to have something called Royal Service. And it was amazing. Hot fudge sundaes, hot fudge, hot caramel, caramel, however you want to say it. Um, they'd bake cookies in the ovens in the lower galley. Um, and all of this on a flight from Dallas to Atlanta, which is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Anyway, that's my best in-flight meal experience. Uh, when I was first at American, I was on the 7-6 International. And it's my 7-6 uh, check ride down to Rio. And we're almost to Rio and the, number, the purser comes up in the cockpit and goes, Jeff, how would you like your eggs? I go, what do you mean? So I step back to use the bathroom, and they have a full-up skillet. I mean, this is after we had had Chateaubriand for dinner on the way down. I mean, I'm like going, holy cow, with caviar in the salad. I was like, yeah, international's the way to fly. <laughs> well, then when I got to the American version of the Mad Dog, um, the worst meal I had was a half of an egg salad sandwich that had been sitting on the airplane all day. Mm. Uh, needless to say, I did not eat that. <laughs> and I've had a similar experience to Dana's where the captain and I had a shrimp cocktail on the way to San Diego all nighter, six hours in this. And we both spent most of that evening in the bathrooms. <laughs> I thought you weren't supposed to eat the same meals. Actually, I checked on that. <laughs> I did. I actually did the yeah. research on that to, to see if we were in the wrong because we yeah. ate the same meal. And in, it says six hours prior to departure, up to six hours, you can have whatever you want to eat. But prior to six, six hours and close into departure time, you can only have this, a different meal as long as if it's from the same kitchen, it has to be a different entree. On the airplane, you can eat whatever you doesn't want. doesn't matter. It okay. doesn't matter. Cool. Uh, they just assume that the food poisoning will hit later at that point. You're safe to <laughs> and it like, did. conduct most of the flight. And, and, yeah. and when I burped and my captain said it smells like popcorn, 
I said, uh-oh. <laughs> Steph, that was actually an excellent segue. I remember the, the worst meal I've ever had. Um, wasn't necessarily worse going in, um, but it was Air Kenya coming out of Nairobi back to Frankfurt. Um, <laughs> and it was one of those uh, where uh, I had to say, excuse, or at least pointy talkie, say excuse me to the people sitting next to me a couple of times on that you know seven-hour flight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, this is a shout-out to everybody that's overseas, all our military folks and uh, armed forces. But one of the best meals I've ever had was actually flying a King Air out of Mosul, Iraq. And I don't know what was going on, but I think the contractors were having a competition for who could make the best food. So they gave us our flight meals and it was a, surf, a full on surf and turf. It was like a, like a ribeye. I had a, a lobster tail in the shell, chocolate covered strawberries, the whole deal. And it was just a, you know, one hour flight back to Baghdad. But that was one of those situations where you're like, is this for real right now? Like I haven't showered in a week. I think they thought it was his last meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as an Air Force guy, thanks for whoever the Army chef was that was cooking that night. <laughs> How about you, Liz? Have you had a good or bad experience with in-flight meals? Uh, business class Air Canada to Heathrow last time was very good. I, I was very impressed with the food. I honestly can't remember the specifics, but it was, you know, as, as Steph said, they ask you when you want to eat, which is kind of nice. You can decide if you want to eat sooner or later. And uh, I thought it was really uh, tasty and well presented. I was pretty happy with it. All right. Well, thank you, James Mack, for the question. And thank you for the congratulations for our 500th episode. Um, shall we go to, uh, um, the next one, number five, Liz? Yep. Yep. We're just going to follow along there, Jeff. Uh Oh, you know what that means? The adventures of Ivor time, Ivor and Tarquin. Dearest Jeffrey, I write to you regarding your radio podcast affair. I understand you've reached the dizzying number of 500 shows. Well, heartfelt congratulations are in order. It's a testament to your sheer bloody mindedness. Well done on sticking at a frankly thankless task with what can o- one can only describe as uh, blind faith or blatant disregard for your own well-being. But stick at it, you have, and maybe you shouldn't have. Who's to know? So much truth in that, actually. What's worse, though, is that you dragged others into your sordid world. These once innocent people are now fully immersed in your weekly festival of unpleasantness. And I don't mean your listeners and viewers. I mean the poor co-presenters. Dr. Steph, once a promising amateur athlete, now the dubious jumper-dumper on a podcast. Oh, how her family must bemoan this terrible turn of affairs. Be strong, Steph. Help must surely be close at hand. Then we have Mr. Rick, obviously a talented pilot, but bugger me. He's been well and truly sidetracked. It's obvious he likes to talk about his work, but I think that Jeff is taking advantage of his goodwill, and he's doing it just to fill out time in what can only be described as an ambitiously long podcast. Again, if you ever need help, Rick, just call me. (laughs) Then we come to the latest recruit, Air Marshal Anderson. Poor, poor Nick. He reaches the end of a glorious and colorful military career, then joins a top-flight international airline, serves them with distinction, and just as it's about to end, you, yes, you, Jeffrey Horatio Nielsen, force him onto your podcast thing. I didn't know that was your middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Neither did he. (laughs) Now, I know Nick would never say to himself, but he's getting on a bit. Uh, yet you force him to stay up very late and make him drink lots and lots of IPAs. 
On the face of it, he looks to enjoy it, but I know inside he just wants to be in his warm, snuggly bed with a nice cup of cocoa and a very rude magazine. <laughs> once, again, once again, Nick, just call me. I've got lots of rude magazines. <laughs> I'm sure Ivor does, actually. Uh, then we must move on to the people who download this weekly interruption into otherwise normal lives. Some of them, I believe, watch it live on some streaming service. Perverts. The core of <laughs> listeners appears to be a, the core of listeners appears to be a slightly ungainly bunch, probably socially inept, but loyal. And you have to say why. But these listeners are the real victims here, forced to put aside three valuable hours every week. And for what? Listening to Jeff's attempts at butchering getting to know you or his pin sharp ability to find the going green music. That's a personal highlight. Now, I must get on to the get-togethers. I assume there are some sort of group therapy sessions. And if this is the case, uh, and I suspect it is, well, some good is coming out of all of it. So on that upbeat note, I'll take my leave, enjoy your celebration, and try not to drink too much. Too late. Yeah. Love and kisses from Ivor, your correspondent in... Wales. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that spells Wales. What is C-Y-M-R-U? We need Captain Al to pronounce that. Yeah, what is that, Al? How do you pronounce that? Wales in Welsh. Wales. It's not that difficult. No. Montgomery. Montgomery. Ah, that. I'm having to guess what you're reading. It's an art that I've not mastered yet. But if it says Cymru, then that's what it is. That's what it says. Like cum and then re on the end, Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Ivor, for that. Um, more feedback. Uh, Jamie, uh, let's see. Greetings, APG crew and community. I just wanted to drop a quick note to wish the APG podcast a very happy 500. If Mr. Captain Jeff never made an appearance on Dick Bart uh, Bartolo's podcast show, The Giz Fizz, many moons ago, I would have never found this great show and community. Thank you, Captain Jeff, for volunteering to be the chat room celebrity of the week on that one random Giz Fizz episode. That's on the uh, Twit Podcast Network. Keep up the great stuff, everyone. Here's to another four ninety nine, Jamie from the San Francisco Bay Area. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> hey, we keep going, Liz, with the uh, feedback. Yep, two okay. more, and then we'll get some video. All righty. Uh, let's see here. We have some audio feedback from somebody who happens to be in our live audience here today in Atlanta. Greetings, APG. It's JJ Pittsburgh. Congratulations on your 500th episode. As far as my favorite moment from the show, um, there's too many to count. And at this point, I have listened to every episode. Um, I actually have. I believe I didn't miss any all the way back from the um, Catholic pilot show days. Um, I wasn't listening at that point, but I went back You're and re-listened to everything. <laughs> um, anyway, it's hard to really pinpoint a good specific moment, but what I would like to hear that I haven't heard in a good bit of time is definitely a Miami hick moment. Cause I thought those were hilarious. And also I'd like to hear um, the APG syndrome song. Cause that one kind of went away as well. If you're able to play any of those, and if you can't play those specifically, I would love 
at some point to hear um, any old bits that used to happen uh, back in the day that kind of stopped because um, I just enjoyed those and it's been a while since we've heard those. So anyway, once again, congratulations. That's um, most podcasts don't last like two episodes. People give up. So um, the fact that you've kept on this long, um, that's a testament to the content and to the people on air. So thanks again, and I look forward to meeting everyone in the ATL. Peace and love, peace and love. Yay! Yay! All right, all right, JJ, what is wrong with us? (laughs) JJ, this is for you right here. APG Syndrome. APG Syndrome. A little bit of uh, Miami Hicks creative comedy pieces, uh, which happens to have something to do with APG syndrome. It's our latest and only attempt to try to combat this horrible disease. Why, hello there. My name is Miami Hick, and I'm here to talk to you today about an embarrassing subject that no one likes to talk about, APG syndrome. Do you have a constant pain in your neck from always looking up at airplanes? Have you tried to grow your own Captain Jeff mustache? Do you think of Miami Rick every time you hear a cricket? Think of Captain Nick when you hear a frog croak. Think of Dana whenever you eat Boston baked beans. Do you think of Dr. Steph whenever you get stuck with a needle? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are suffering from APG syndrome. We'll suffer no more. Introducing Go Around the Ceiling. With only 36 daily doses of an easy-to-swallow pill, you can be free of your symptoms with Go Around the Ceiling. Talk to your doctor today and find out if Go Around the Ceiling is right for you. Like all medicine, Go Around the Ceiling has side effects which include headache, nausea, vomiting, stomach bleeding, bleeding from the ears, nose, and eyes, uncontrolled diarrhea, stomach cramps, yellowing of the teeth, hair, and toenails, warts, hair loss, dry mouth, constipation, and stomach cramps. Watch out for those stomach stomach cramps. (laughs) Yeah, stomach cramps is definitely one of the side effects. Severe stomach cramps. Anyway, thank you, uh, Brent, uh, Miami Hick. And thank you, JJ, for sending us that feedback. Great to see you in person. All right. And let's continue on with a little bit more feedback. This from Larry, the geezer. Hello, Captain Jeff, Captain Nick. Captain Rick, Dr. Steph, and of course, the amazing Liz Piper. This is Larry Gregory calling from Tulsa, Oklahoma, better known as the Geezer or Lima Delta Golf, or I guess it could be Golf Zulu Romeo, uh, wishing you nothing but the best of your first 500 podcasts. So I have been listening to Airline Pilot Guy since... Hello, and welcome to the Airline Pilot Guy. Hey, first thing I'd like to do is uh, welcome all of those of you who have been faithful listeners of my previous podcast, Catholic Pilot. But before that, I listened to... Catholic Pilot, Episode 1.
So my heartfelt congratulations and felicitations and plan on listening to you guys for a long, long time. Geezer out. He wasn't a geezer before he started. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Retard. Well, hi, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Snuck that in there just for you, Nick. I still hey, remember. Jeff, where yeah. did you get that original Pat- <clears throat> Catholic pilot guy music? Sounds like uh, something from a 60s TV show. No, it was the uh, Airmen of Note, the uh, jazz band for the U.S. Air Force. Great, great group. Um, I was going to say, the, the memory that I think of mostly when it comes to Larry is uh, when I, we had a Tulsa meetup, and we were pulling up into the gate, and Larry was able to get through security and everything else because he has cred- credentials there at the Tulsa airport. And he was standing in the window as we pulled up to the jetway with this big sign that says, Welcome to Tulsa, Captain Jeff. And my first, I didn't say anything to my first officer about this. He goes, is that, is that for you? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, that was great. Thank you, Larry, for that. We had a great time. I've had several great times with Larry. All right. And now so, it's. So yep. Jeff, can I just clarify something before we move on here? Um, we're yeah. just going to skip the Steph and Rick videos because Nigel covered them in his book of APG. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm ready to go now. All right. Well, uh, we are too. <laughs> let's uh, go to that uh, video that y'all have. You have queued up there, uh, Liz. Oh, wait. Let me okay, set it up. Well, let me set it up for a second. Um, set it up. Sure. Yep. Okay. So uh, I was on a trip. Or maybe I say this on the video. Let's just play the video. That's not like you to say okay. episode. Intro I a video and then re intro your own video. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, that's good. Acting as my co-pilot is my real co-pilot, Tony, that guy from Boston. <laughs> Say hi, Tony. Hey, all. How are you doing today? Nice to be sitting here with Captain Jeff and giving you a little feedback uh, from the civilian side of the flying world. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Airline Pilot Guy. We took a little break there and, uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. I get so, eyes on you. I'm watching you. <laughs> yes, you are. We've got so, ourselves a hairy situation. We do. And, hey, this is an honor of Halloween. And, yes. Uh, at least the United States. I don't. Um, Halloween is uh, coming up um, on, what, Thursday, Thursday. of this week. So. Be careful out there, trick-or-treaters. All the other listeners, I, I really appreciate the opportunity today that Captain Jeff gave me the opportunity to come and talk to you. Um, I look forward to hearing from him on some of the feedback. Uh, and I will you know, still be a resource. He'll have my information. Oh, you got to come back on again. i got to come back on. You'll probably kick me off. You know, Nobody wants to hear this no. guy again, the guy from Boston. I guarantee you. I'll, I'll but, get good feedback uh, on Anyways, the, I, it was really an honor today. Uh, I was kind of nervous about doing it. Um, but, you know, I, I said in the back of my mind, it's, it's really my goal to uh, help others out and uh, uh, give good advice. And hopefully uh, everybody uh, learns something. And I wish everybody the best of luck. Thanks a lot. And a, a big round of applause for uh, Tony, that guy from Boston. 
And uh, it's been a pleasure. You can probably tell. We we have a good rapport. Uh, I, I enjoy I love the way he flies the airplane. Um, I wish all my co-pilots could, could fly it like him. And uh, so it's awesome. And, and I'll be honest, I wish all my captains were as good as, as this guy is because he really is. Um, our repertoire has been great from, well, hold on. Here's the money. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what he didn't show you is that I gave the uh, I gave him the hundred dollar bill earlier. I gave it one. back though. No, you didn't. Oh. You missed that. He said he had gave given me a hundred dollar bill, and so I gave it back I had to, to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "No, you didn't." All right. But before you move on, yeah. Hopefully, I have it here. Maybe I don't. I sent you a photo. Of how important you are to me. And it's, oh, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you want me to play it? Or, I downloaded it, and of course, now it's gone. But one thing I mentioned a long time ago is Jeff was the first captain to ever award me my fourth stripe. And he gave me my fourth stripe, and that was amazing. That day will never... All right, that day will never be forgotten by me. Well, I think I can share that uh, that special moment, Dana. And uh, where is it? Right here? Well, that's just your... I know. I want the big um, picture. Oh, well. <laughs> Careful. What? Yeah, watch it. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Easy now. Took long enough. We'll edit it in post. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's not... Uh, okay, here. Add to stream. There we go. Oh, there's uh, Dana in the... Well, I was expecting oh. to... Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, Dana, you have an age today. You haven't. That's Nigel. Ah, Nigel. Wait, wait, hold on. Thanks, Nigel. I've lost a lot more here, though. Okay. Now. Get your eyes fixed, too. <laughs> I get my what? Uh, your eyes. Did. Oh, yes. I, did. I left those in the car. Share the picture? I could do that again. Yeah. I, I guess I need to open it. You open it. Yeah. And then I'll probably crash. <laughs> I had it all set up. That is not the photo of that. Yeah, but they're not seeing that all we are. <laughs> I know. It's a good photo, though. I don't know what happened to the one that I was supposed to open up. Oh, well. Uh, uh, just so you know, you're at the one-hour mark, guys. There it is. Here we go. Here we this is worth it. Bear with us. Yeah, hang in there here. This is better. Okay. You don't need to see Jeff's private photo collection. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been worse, Al. It could have been yours. <laughs> all right there we go there's a bigger picture there all right that was a lot and and i met Excellent. every every good uh, job. yeah good job okay all righty there let's uh okay move on. we have uh two videos that harken back to the 200th so here's the first one hey jeff how are you doing jeff good how are you Okay, you guys. I knew that they were playing something, but I really. 
Great camera work stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> no, it was Last terrible time camera work. Met Nick. Yeah, and I meant what I said. And when I, I turned around, all I was looking at is yeah, his chest. Well, and the reason the camera work was so terrible is because I'm just trying to take all of this in, but also like clandestinely film what's going on. And I didn't do a good job on that part of it, but you get the idea. Oh, yeah. That was good. So. I'm glad that you captured that moment. Yes. That was a so, big okay, my next, next. first surprise ever. Go ahead. Next video is you reminiscing about 200, Jeff. Okay. It's the three of us who have been consuming champagne courtesy of this fantastic form airline. Just needed all the logistics doing for us. We just needed to roll off the airplane drunk and be taken somewhere. And you guys were already at the wow. at the brewery at that point. So, and then I did actually get there, but I was like, well, I don't want to like go yeah, in. I've got a picture of you peering at the window. <laughs> I know. I was tired and confused. Oh, just that. handed me a yeah. Uh, oh yes. Photo yes. This is of all of us. That's great. There, well, not all of us, but a lot. Yeah. So. So we finally made it over to Titanic Brewing Company and parked in the back, walking around, and then on the front of the brewery, like I would look down near the entrance, and I, I thought I saw what appeared to be a head that looked like Scott's head poking around. I'm thinking, what's she doing? Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's odd. But again, I, I still haven't figured anything out. We walked in. Yeah, I'm still clueless. I've never, ever had a surprise party in my life. This is my first one. So I walked in, went up to the bar. I thought, you know, I'm going to get an IPA. So I'm standing about three feet away from the bar, and I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and there's this bloke <laughs> handing me an IPA. And, and, I, and I look, I'm looking at somebody's chest. <laughs> and I look up, and I hear him say something. And I'm thinking, that voice sounds so familiar. And I'm thinking, Captain Nick? And then he goes, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, and, I think I do have the video with that. And, and it was like, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't imagine him being so tall, six foot four. I, I just, I don't know why. I just thought he was that long. Time. And then I looked around, and then these two started talking. And I thought, oh, that voice sounds familiar. Captain Al? And then Pip, or maybe it was the opposite. I don't know. I don't remember the order, but uh, they, these two were standing three in a row. And uh, that's when I realized, oh, this is more than just doing an on-location thing. That's, you know, I realized it was a surprise at that point. It was awesome. And that was just the beginning. <laughs> it's Modern actually TV. really funny from, from our side of things because it's if you've ever been involved in a, in a surprise party, it's that priceless moment when the person realizes what's actually going on because you can see the cogs going around <laughs> and the building box slowly being put together. I mean, Jeff, in Jeff's case, they were going around real slow. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too, Nick. Ah, oh, thank you, Jeff. All right. Get a room. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we do next? We're, do, we're doing two uh, senior uh, airline captains looking for a beep. 
Hey, Jeff. Oh, sorry, wrong one. No, we don't hear you at all. We can't hear you. No, we're getting a funny. Uh, yeah, we hear something banging in the back. Well, she can't hear us. No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I didn't really mean it that way. <laughs> what are you doing, Steph? Hey, everybody. Oh, I can just say it. Hey, everybody, we're trying to work out some technical details. Uh, Steph, for some reason, we can't hear her. She can't hear us. We don't know why. But we, we were hearing her just a few minutes ago, and now yeah. why does this we're, uh, so much we're not. Detail? She made the mistake of stepping away from it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do a whole lot of interaction on it, so don't yeah. expect that out of it. But if you want to see what I'm, I'm up to in terms of beer drinking, there you go. There you go. <laughs> And uh, Captain Nick will let us know what his uh, ID is as soon as he uh, joins the untapped community. It depends whether I can get old pilot or not. Untapped. U-N-T-A-P-P-D. No E at the end of the word. Untapped. Oh, uh, well, I, I'll look for it right now, Stan. All right. Oh. What is that? Bleeping. I don't know. Is it coming from here somewhere? I don't know. It's coming is from, it? I hear it in my headphones, so I think it's on your oh. end. Okay. I don't think it's me. <laughs> now it's, no, not, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. Uh -huh. I'll leave one of my earphones out so if I if it goes off again. I'm there. Is that it's it's like someone's battery is running out? That's this kind of noise it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jeff's pacemaker. That's what Nev says. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, moving on. <laughs> you know, we it's, haven't been able to do any Wikipedia noises for ages, have we? It's I know. been most disappointing. It's definitely one of the side effects of the APG syndrome that Dr. Steph has diagnosed before. Uh, it's uh, Let's see. Everyone on the show harmonized so well together with the diverse knowledge and backgrounds, even when another Boeing driver belittle Captain Nick's stick. Oh, okay. I've got a big stick. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> let me move on to the question. I heard a recent episode on Marcus Marcus's. Uh, where is it? Oh, here's a... Squirrel. There was again. I have a clue. It's driving us nuts here in the can hear it, but I can't. I can't say anything on it. Okay. Let me move on to my question. I heard a recent episode on Marcus's Omega Tau podcast discussing CHRIP, uh, a unique, no, a UK confidential reporting program for aviation and maritime. Without too many details, chirp. That's CHIRP. Okay, well, this C -H -R -I -P the C right there. CHRIP well, would be chur, rest in peace. I know, but look. <laughs> but I'm just reading what he put on here. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, okay he, You're he, supposed to make up for the... little um, dyslexia. For, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, let me say that I know the chairman of the CHIRP committee extremely well. Uh, in uh, Dugmore, uh, who we call Dinsdale, an X-43 squadron phantom pilot, uh, we served together, we uh, flew together, and uh, we're old friends, so I actually put... Uh, Marcus in touch with uh, uh, Ian. Uh, so uh, uh, Dinsdale was the uh, fine chap that did the uh, the interview. Uh, but uh, some pilots obviously feel that they aren't in that situation, and that's where Chirp comes in because the guys in the background of Chirp 
will uh, investigate. Uh, they will make sure so that, that uh, any reports uh, are linked to the uh, person <laughs> who put them in, and um, they will, uh, you know, um, deal with it. And if necessary, they will uh, speak to the company or the uh, Civil Aviation Authority. Um, <laughs> And uh, so that, out. that noise is really startling. Hand me that remote. Maybe it's the remote. <laughs> Why would the remote be? Like it's telling us that it needs batteries or something? Uh, I'm going to hold it next to my <laughs> Could you hear me now? So, Chubby's work. I must admit, most uh, responsible airlines, and I include Acme Red in this, have. Um, uh, their own confidential system as well. So we not only have the formal reporting system, which we run uh, and they, we, we can enter without any fear of uh, retribution by the company. We also have a confidential for those who are a bit uh, concerned that, that despite the assurances and the history of uh, the good reaction that our company has with uh, the open uh, reporting system can do a confidential one and that's overseen by another pilot who is uh, uh, is the sort of guardian of that and he will disidentify reports and pass them on but if you don't want to can you hear me now <laughs> That is so great. Why? That wasn't the end. That's it. Was it? Yes, it no, was. No, there was more. Yes. No, there was more. I threw the remote. All right. Hang on. Just a minute. We'll go back. Oh, yeah, you're right. There is more. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> All right. Well, can we get it's it back? coming back. Okay. It's try I'm trying. It's trying. Uh, Sorry, guys. Can we have Nick again? I missed a bit about Nick talking about Chirp. Can we have that bit and go back <laughs> rewind a bit? We could get some crickets to play for that Sorry. one, too. That was a definite cricket. No, I was looking for Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. Send a report in that has anything to do with uh, company administration, then, of course, you can use Chirp. And uh, they're online, and they're really good. Uh, and um, <laughs> yes, there is something similar in the States run by NASA, I believe. Mm -hmm. the, so, uh, it's for the rocket pilots, yeah? Uh, yes. And uh, we've talked about that many times on this show. And uh, in fact, they have a great newsletter called the ASRS Callback uh, Newsletter, which you can sign up for. And um, well, we get all kinds of sound effects here today. <laughs> I promise you. I haven't heard that darn beep since I've held this remote, so maybe that's what the problem is. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll probably cut that out. I'm going to take this and just throw it over. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's it. No. no that's really... This is just driving me nuts. Where's it coming from? I'm sure it's Neville Bounds. He, he's the one doing it. Oh, well. Let's move on. We can power through this. This was at a hotel in New yeah, York. Right. All right. No, oh, but the only thing I'm going to remember about this show is that stupid bleeding sound. Last will have to be the show, the show title. Where, where's that damn noise coming from? Perhaps this would be a good time to hear from our friend, uh, APG community member for quite some time, a fixture in our community, Micah. He has something for us. My six-foot father. In three, two. Oh wait, 
one. I always forget to uh, take that part of it out. I think it sounds nice, kind of professional. I think it'll leave it in. There's that bleep again. Yeah, <laughs> that bleeping sound again. He took it out in post. Let's <laughs> see if I can turn the volume up a little bit on that. I don't. It's not coming out of your computer, is it? No. <laughs> Let's just go have it. <laughs> well, well, I'm just wondering if you saw the computer. My computer doesn't make that sound. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, mate, mind you, it could be just a, coming in from the mic a bit louder. <laughs> I, I'm desperately hoping it's nothing that I own because if it is just, uh, just no, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> this is I, I am enjoying this sort of, sort of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right. Just I wonder. There's a red light flashing on my phone. I wonder if I've got a message or something. Could is it be your phone the whole time? Oh, you know what? Maybe because I have a phone on the floor over here. It's probably is the message light flashing on there? Well <laughs> that red light's flashing. Oh, you know what it is probably? I unplugged the phone. The phone. <laughs> it's probably not happy with the No, it's probably got, I need to be plugged in. Okay. <laughs> I quit. It took you guys this long to figure out it was a phone. <laughs> You didn't well, even notice that. You didn't even notice that I was gone. Should my gone. sound? Uh, did you go? Yeah. I had to like restart my computer again because the sound stopped working. Yeah, I'm not Well, welcome back, Steph. We missed you. Uh, clearly, thanks. <laughs> I have never gone back to listen to all of that about chirp. So I just want to say I'm really okay. sad. I missed well, all that. Plug that back in. See if that <laughs> did anything. Ah, where were we? <laughs> you were just about to play Michael, and I was just about to say I do love his intro because it sounds so professional. You know, it sounds like we've got a professional voice artist on the we do. show. Yeah. But don't get any ideas. We're not paying for it, Michael. <laughs> All right, here we go. If someone were to ask me who my favorite living author was, I would have to say Stephen Coots. A former naval agent. I know that was a long clip, but it was worth it. It was great. Sorry for the interruption there. Uh, no problem. <laughs> so Dana was asking me, he said, how many beers in were you guys? I was like, I don't think we were. This was like, I don't in, think we were drinking. like 10 o'clock in the morning. This was a very early episode on like a Saturday. We had not Nick consumed any Enough for many hours. That's probably true. Uh, do you ever figure out what yeah, it was the phone. Thanks for so, all of that. We, we uh, in the um, hotel studios, sometimes we'll rearrange the furniture so that we can be in front of a window that has all that nice natural light coming in. So in order for us to do that in Rick's uh, Nick's room, we had to... What he really means is he completely wrecked my room. <laughs> <laughs> that, she knows. And oh, yeah. Would... When he says rearrange the furniture, he means like... If you were to come into this hotel room after we've been in there recording a podcast, it would not be recognizable as a hotel room, basically. I'm, I'm really good at rearranging the furniture in hotel rooms. And I, I hate those new hotel room arrangements where the, the desks are like part of the wall. You know, you can't 
Yeah, but anyway. So that's what we did. And in order to move the desk in front of the window, the telephone was connected. So we had to disconnect the, tel- the, the one of the phones in his room. And that, that was the telephone balking at the fact that it wasn't plugged in. So the battery was running low, I guess, on it. But we finally figured it out. It took us a while, though. <laughs> Quite a while. <laughs> Most really? of that episode. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even notice that stuff had actually dropped oh, yeah, out. Yeah, my internet, seemed, like my computer died, and I had to go back inside oh. and plug it in. And they didn't even notice I was gone for like a good ten minutes. All um, <laughs> oh, right. And I came back, and the same thing was going on. So it was like I missed nothing. <laughs> and Steph was thinking, so Jeff, I think what have gonna... I gotten myself into? Oh, I've been thinking that for many, many years before that. Yeah, she hit her head on something and. That's why she's with, with us still. Yes. yes, Liz? Well, if she hit her head on something, it might account for the next clip. Yeah, yeah we're going to do three more three more videos, and then we're going to do Micah's story, Jeff. So can you load up his slideshow while we're looking at the next three videos? Okay. Yes, ma'am. I think so during this next, next video, video clip, I need to take a bathroom break, and I will return. Me, no, you don't, over. Steph. Stay, nope, nope. Stay right where you are, Stephanie. I need ice. Anybody get ice? Attention on the set. Attention on the set. We're about to go live. We're about, we are live. Take it away. From, uh, top, uh, whatever that is on your screen, to bottom, the other side of the screen. Uh, we have my uh, diploma from the University of Utah for my Bachelor's of Arts in Biology. I have my diploma from my internship when from Philadelphia even- College oh, of that's... Osteopathic Medicine. When did I even In the center that? there, the big one. <laughs> Jeff, have you noticed the cute way uh, Steph's nose lights up blue when she go. sticks it over the top of her LED on the microphone? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> This is the control room. Uh, we're, we're past the start time. Past the start time. Oh, I'm sorry. Larry, the geezer, sent in a very interesting article. And this is the kind of thing I think that uh, Rick would, uh, would, would look at, download, and and read from top to bottom every single page because it's super technical. It's a, um, a report on the shimmy of aircraft main landing gears. Who doesn't yeah, know course. that? that was just, mean, that's just like basics. <laughs> that's I mean, basic algebra. lift, yeah. thrust, you know, gravity, and what if that gravity. equation was that you just rattled off? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just like that. Anyway, says section 5.6 discusses in detail the nonlinear behavior of the shimmy damper, which clearly explains what Miami slash Alaska Rick would describe were he available. Talons, Douglas. (laughs) 5.6. Hold on. I'm scrolling, scrolling. Uh, 4.3. What? 5.6? 5.6. Yes. Are you 5.1 shock absorbers? 5.2 landing gear flexibility. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you're almost there. It gets really good. Five point four. Actually, asked me if I was okay at this point. Yeah, you get down to five point six. I mean, five point five frequency. What? What? Something about frequencies and mode shapes. Is this this how you measure the needles before you? Uh, I passed five point six. Five point six. Yeah. Non-linear behavior of the shimmy damper. Yes. In section 3.6, the introduction of a linear shimmer, shimmy damper. I can't read. <laughs> I think you can read. I can read. I just can't speak right now. Uh, in section 3.6, the introduction of a linear shimmy damper to improve the shimmy damp shimmy staple. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> 
This is going to be a long one. Let me give you some glasses so you can yeah. see now. Yeah. <laughs> the disability was discussed. Shimmy dampers can be found on the main landing gears of, for example, the Boeing 737, Boeing, uh, no, sorry, Airbus A320, McDonnell Douglas MD80, and Fokker 100. The shimmy damper is installed at the apex joint, see figure 1.2, and operates in series with the torque links. The shimmy dampers in use on various aircraft have a nonlinear spring and damping characteristic. The internal layout of the shimmy damper is illustrated in some figure that I'm never going to find. Uh, the centering springs, yeah, we should just stop because then it just goes into all I think of this these. This is the first time that I've uh, played crickets for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, re just reading through it, it almost sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what this is saying. Um, uh, well, I think is there like a conclusion here somewhere that I could read out? I think that uh, the conclusion, or actually the best part of this article, and <laughs> is the well, end. It just had the best part. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Be very, very serious here. The non. Mm -hmm. No, wait a minute. That's not right. Anyway, everyone knows they're <laughs> Sokotoa, right? Like Sokotoa, yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, sign uh, uh, opposite over tangent. No, wait. So, well, anyway, I used to know it. It's trigonometry. I knew it in eighth grade, and I have long since forgotten. Well, anyway, this is a, a it's a very uh, gripping article that you should read. Gripped me. We'll include this in the show notes if you want to download it yourself. So she may not remember in my morning. Past, they're asking us. <laughs> I don't remember any of this from my past. Just no. so. did Anywho. you read section five point five on eigen frequencies and mode shapes? Yeah, and actually, you know what? That that kind of put me to sleep. <laughs> so, all right. Fair if you enough. want to read it yourself, we'll put a no. link to this. No, not you, Steph. Please don't read. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, chef. We, we were wow. talking about that a little bit last night. I'm still not entirely sure. I think I had a really long day, came home, had two beers, and then, like, was half asleep and not sure what we were doing. So, yeah, that's yeah. the best explanation I have for that. Yeah. Only two. I, To my best recollection, I only had two. <laughs> Twelve. This, this from the woman who can drink Jeff and Rick under the table. Yes. But not Nick. Mm. No. Yeah. Well, we've never we never had to compete, thank God. <laughs> so the next two videos are very sad. They're very very sad situations. Oh, they are. Oh. And I said no. There's no way that anything could be better than the 727. And then you know, begrudgingly, after about a month of flying the airplane, I thought, you know what? He's right. I had to admit it. There Let's you go. Airplane. Yeah. Beautifully engineered. Um, and it was ahead of, ahead of its time for sure. Uh, this organization, um, I believe, based in Kansas City, uh, the people behind TriStar Experience, they're an all-volunteer organization, have worked tirelessly for years to Watch source and restore right unique right. and special aircraft for the purposes of inspiring the next generation of STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, <laughs> Math. Oh, Are you okay? Uh, did you just destroy your uh, your MacBook, your laptop, uh, Dana? It's back. Oh, no. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> There's a lot of editing going to happen. 
<laughs> We're just worried about Dana's so, new computer at this point. Yeah, I'm looking at him on the video. Uh, I really uh, think that, I think he knocked uh, his beer over I think so onto too. his <laughs> laptop. He's uh, holding it up like it was like a clink, and it. now there's like you know, uh, it's unfortunate. Whose idea was it to tell him to get a computer like that? Was it mine? I think it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> you are so mean, Jeff. <laughs> well, was not. I didn't tell him to drink the beer right next to it. Yeah, we would never do anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I would never do something like that. <laughs> By the way, break here. this is Paradise City Session IPA. However, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard some screaming in the back. Okay. <laughs> kinds of strange noises right now. Um, the beers that you um, shared with Jeff are in the fridge, cooling yep. down for me. I, I have delivered not... them to her today. Yes, so success. The tessellation. It's a bad day. Well, you know, that, we, we have our technical oh, difficulties here involving beer and other liquids. You would think we've mostly, learned our lesson. Yeah, here we are with past, all this electronic equipment. But yeah, well, if it has a lid on it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the only time that we've had an issue with um, electronics and But before beer. you play that, Jeff, yeah. yesterday I was catching up just replaying everything to make sure I was in, in tune with everything that's going on. I was watching 499. And I was sitting there, I had a nutrition shake, I was shaking it, and I forgot I didn't put the cover down. And guess what happened? All over my laptop. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Why is it only with APG on my laptop? <laughs> well, it's not just your laptop that had the problem, Dana. Yeah, I know. Here we go. <laughs> we're we're going to clap first. No. <laughs> Wait, let's get our recorder going. If you want to. You want me to set my recorder? Actually, yeah. no, that is a good idea. I need to get this recorder going. Your recorder. Your recorder. Yes. Because yes, that's the only one that really the only one recording. It's the only one that counts. Okay, the recording is going. Woohoo. Yay. Let's Wait, just make sure we're right, Now I can chat. Um, oh. We've got to do something about that. It's just that one. Dana Colden just. Uh, did something on WhatsApp. And someone's. Someone yeah, I said, here we, here. here we go. Did my phone also make noise. Ah! Oh, oh, no. 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 It's that computer right there. I've needed a new computer. Oh, that's okay. Not a problem. It's just a little beer. Beer is like beer. Beer is good for computers. I hope the chat room is enjoying this. You know they are. I need some paper towels. Paper towels. Thank you. Probably just roll this back in the Plastic. We have the plastic cover on here. Just keep moving it this way. So, you know the, like, the guy the tablecloth out from underneath all the stuff? That is not happening here. Yeah, let Dana in there. He's the pro. Just a little bit of liquid here. <laughs> you have no idea how far. I'm going to have a little this bit of my uh, EFB. 
So oh, I'm, gonna pull it, I'm gonna pull it out and it's gonna smell like beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the I didn't even see it. So, uh, I didn't even so, dare it. So, it over. I just thought my mic had fallen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. It wasn't my fault either. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have this sorted out. It goes on for so long. <laughs> so far, it's working. We're live the whole time. <laughs> All right, we're back. Like nothing happened. Like yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> that's probably that's all I'm doing. I know. All right. <laughs> Jennifer, electron, electronics, beer, and crowded table. What could go wrong? <laughs> Have a drink. It's all going so well. Where were we? <sighs> we haven't even started yet. <laughs> all right. Purpose, Jeff. All right. Just, yeah. W-A-P-G. It's the Airline Pilot Guy. Airline Pilot Guy, episode 333. Hello, you're listening to the Airline Pilot Guy show. The view from our side of the cockpit door. I'm Captain Jeff, your host, broadcasting live from the lovely country estate in Liss, Hampshire, England. Today's show was recorded on the 20th of July. Fix it in post. <laughs> in today's episode... Recent aviation news. International airline based in London, Captain Nick. Well, hi there, everybody, and welcome to Blighty. Lovely to have you here uh, as my guests. It's been absolutely wonderful. And until a few seconds ago, things were going perfectly. I guess we're going to have a long debrief after this show. <laughs> yes, we are. HR, get ready. Oh, yeah, I've got notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. Oh, I think, man. honestly, it's amazing we haven't destroyed more electronics. Oh, I know. And this, by the way, the computer right here that was in that incident is still running. 2014 mm -hmm. MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. Yay. I just use iPads now. <laughs> yeah. And my EFB still works as well. Still smells like, smells like beer. <laughs> All right. What we what we so, want to do next? Jeff, do, do we want to take a short break? I know Nick's got a deadline, but could, do we do we have five minutes? People maybe need to have a bio. Break I have to or? pee like a racehorse. <laughs> okay. On that so, note. So let's 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 really keep it to five minutes, everybody, because Nick and his group have. Liz a is going to set a timer. Five minutes. I am. Where's the bullhorn? Okay. No, 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 I didn't bring it with me. Stand right. by, everybody. All right. Stand by. All right. Wait, you got to go to. Hold on. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Hurry up and get a hold of yourself. Quiet on the set. We're going to play some more feedback. In three, two. Well, hang on. He does that, actually. You don't have to do it. Um, wow. 
Are you recording? Yeah, I never stopped. Let me double check and make sure we are still recording. <laughs> yeah, we're still recording, believe it or not. All right. Um, I have to play this audio, right, Liz? Right. Yes, sir. APG 500 in three, two. So I finished writing this the Wednesday before Thanksgiving here in the USA, and I finished editing it on Thanksgiving Day. I was all set to record it on Friday, but that's when I came down with a cold and a sore throat. I figured I'd give it over the weekend and hopefully get it recorded on Monday. Over the weekend, though, lovely Liz let me know that this little piece would be needed sooner than usual so the show could be timed out. Imagine that. Actual pre-planning of an APG episode. Well, Monday came and I felt no better and my voice was still off. Then Monday night I found out I have COVID. And that's after two vaccinations and a booster. Two Binax Now tests confirmed positive and earlier this morning was the PCR confirmation so they can start me on monoclonal antibodies. Well, we can't let a little thing like COVID get in the way of APG 500, so we're recording anyway, but... Being you won't be hearing my usual mellifluous tones, I need to apologize to you. Hopefully you'll still enjoy what I have to say. So, Airline Pilot Guy, Episode 500. That's a lot of podcasting. About a decade's worth when you look back on it. Ten years. It was started when the word podcast was new and most people didn't know what it meant or what it was or how to listen. A lot has changed over that time. APG changed too. Things change with time, even podcasts, some for good, some short term, and some changes are just different. The other night, I just rewatched an old 1943 film, Stormy Weather. Yes, yes, I'm aware there's some controversy these days about some of the overtones of the film, and sure, it's got its problems, especially for this day and age, but nonetheless, it's filled with joy. The film stars Bill Bojangles Robinson, Fats Waller, Cab Calloway, and Dooley Wilson, who you probably know best from his role as Sam in Casablanca. Stormy Weather also features the Nicholas Brothers and what has often been described as the most amazing dance number ever to be seen on film. Some say the big star of Stormy Weather is Lena Horne. The exquisite Lena Horne, I might add. Exquisite, you ask? Yes, exquisite. My father's words. Always used when describing her. My father used to tell a story of how when he was in the service, and I don't know whether it was when he was in the U.S. Army or the Air Force, if he was overseas or in Texas, but Lena Horne came to his base to perform. He was fortunate to be tasked with the mission of walking her to the stage. Apparently she took his arm, and he said he never had such an exquisite woman on his arm before or since. As you can probably guess, my mother never really liked that story. <laughs> anyway, back to the film. I was watching the finale. Cab Calloway was performing Jumping Jive with his band, and then the Nicholas Brothers started to do their incredible dance number. It brought a smile to my face, joy to my heart, and when it was over, I actually applauded. It actually made me applaud. Yes, I was sitting there by myself at 1.30 in the morning watching a film made almost 80 years ago with an ear-to-ear -ear grin on my face, and when that dance routine was over, I applauded. Frankly, I surprised myself. I don't normally react that way, 
but I was filled with this jubilant emotion that came out as applause. I was applauding Thayerd and Harold Nicholas for a routine they performed over a decade before I was born. Wow. Don't believe me when I tell you just how spectacular and joyous this Nicholas Brothers dance routine is? Just look it up for yourself. It's available on YouTube. But try to watch it on a big screen, not your phone or tablet. Yes, it's in black and white, and yes, it's dated. But catch it from the beginning, when Cab Calloway and his orchestra are performing Jump and Jive. Sure, I know you're saying, this doesn't have anything to do with aircraft, nothing to do with aviation, nothing to do with the airline pilot guy, and 500 episodes. But it does. No, I don't applaud each APG podcast, but I do feel joy from them. They do make me laugh and sometimes cry. The Airline Pilot Guy podcast is filled with emotion, and if you've listened to it more than two or three times, you already know that, even if you haven't quite recognized it yet. Of course, APG covers the news, answers aviation-related questions, often obscure ones. There are great historical references and sometimes unknown stories brought to life for us each week by the old pilot, whoever he is. Yes, there are four experienced pilots from different backgrounds that love aviation and want to share that love with us. But they love many other things and share those loves with us as well. When I think about Nick, I think about an RAF fast jet pilot that settled down to fly the big jets after a long and robust military career. But I also think of a guy that can frame a photo of a moving dog better than no other. I think of a rock contour that can relate a personal story or historical fact in a way that always keeps a listener interested and wanting more. Nick is a jokester and a curmudgeon all in one, but he's also a philosopher, especially after midnight and maybe a half a dozen beers or so. One of the things you may not really know about Nick is that he's a family man. He doesn't talk about his kids much or even his wonderful wife, but when he does, you can see in his eyes how much they all mean to him. You may have gotten a sense of that when he brought us those wonderful interviews with his late father, Captain Andy. That father-son conversation of two pilots was indeed a very special part of some of the 500 episodes of APG we are celebrating today. Where can I start when talking about Dr. Steph? Sure, she's a doctor, but she loves to be PIC when she has a chance. She'll almost never pass up an opportunity to jump out of a perfectly good airplane so she can reach terminal velocity. She travels all over the planet so she can run over 26 miles in as many different cities as she can find races, and she still comes out smelling like a rose. And if not, she'll take a shower, even at 30,000 feet and 500 miles per hour. Steph is an expert on India Pale Ales and can prove it by out-drinking about anyone I know. If Steph were to stop moving, I think she would fade away. That's why sometime in the middle of a recent podcast, she went out to run a 5K race, even though it was in the dark along trails. And I should mention, also after drinking a couple of IPAs, but then returned to the mic to finish the show. Give Rick a screwdriver and a pair of pliers, and he can take apart an airplane into pieces about the size of your thumb. Okay, maybe anyone can take an airplane apart like that. But Rick could put it back together, too. I'm not sure if he can do that blindfolded, but I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he can field strip and put a sidearm back together with his eyes closed, so why not an aircraft? Sure, Rick can iron a shirt just perfectly, but under the right wind conditions, he can do it with the wheels of his 767. That's right, his landings are like pressing a silk shirt. Well, most of the time, anyway. 
but Rick is a true freight dog, which he demonstrates by his love of big, crazy rescue dogs. Dogs that are difficult to handle. Dogs as big and lumbering as a Boeing Dreamlifter. But being the big, crazy freight dog he is, Rick fosters and trains these dogs so they can eventually be adopted and have happy lives. Jeff is a teacher. I don't know when it started for him, but I can trace his teaching career as far back as when he was a flight instructor in the USAF. Now I know I may have said this before at some point, but one of the things I always think about when I think of Jeff and just what a great guy he is, is his Air Force flight instructor time. You see, Jeff was assigned student pilots that were about to wash out of flight school, and most often, he was able to turn them around and make pilots of them. That says a lot about him as a teacher. Jeff's podcasting habit came out of teaching, too. Anyone else remember the Catholic pilot? Yes, it was designed to talk about aviation, but Jeff shaped it to talk about how aviation and Catholic traditions and beliefs can coincide. APG grew from there, and it became a bit more like what it is now. But it was a solo show. I ran into it long around episode 65 when Jeff was a guest on the Airplane Geeks, episode 244. Much to Jeff's chagrin, I've been listening to him ever since. There's a lot more I can say about Jeff, and all good things if I'm going to be honest. We've spent a lot of time in the Portland area together, shared quite a few meals, both at restaurants and eating my home cooking in my kitchen. Jeez, We've even picnicked in the car together as we drove to visit the Collings Foundation with Airplane Geeks producer extraordinaire Max Flight. And as far as teaching goes, Jeff did once go back to his Catholic pilot podcast days with me and educate me on Catholicism. Well, not exactly, but we did go to Sunday Mass together in Pittsburgh back in 2017. Now, I had been to a Mass once before. It was a midnight Mass after a Christmas party when I was still in high school and, frankly, too drunk at the time to remember much of it. But Jeff and I went together that Sunday morning in Pittsburgh, and I was sober as a judge. Jeff made sure I wasn't struck by lightning upon entering the sanctuary. He taught me about what was going on, and we've had some deep discussions about religion quite a few times. Yes, Jeff is a teacher. Now there's a couple of other people I need to mention. The newest member of the crew is lovely Liz. Yeah, I know I may be the only person who regularly calls her that, but if you've met her, been witness to her amazing smile, which is something that you don't so much see as you do feel. If you've had the chance to spend time with her, especially sitting next to her on a bench on a chilly day on an outdoor patio in Pittsburgh, you know Lovely Liz is a fitting moniker. Liz is the control room. Well, not so much a control room as a control center. She keeps the whole crew centered and the show flowing. Now, I'm not saying that she keeps the flight straight and level, and far from it sometimes but she can usually keep it headed in the right direction even when it's veering off course. This starts way before any recordings as she culls through the news stories and feedback, picks and chooses the right ones, and lines them up for the rest of the crew to expound upon. Then she's Jeff's Jiminy Cricket, the voice in his head, not always telling him right from wrong, sometimes just the opposite, but we've all witnessed how much she's brought to the show since she took on this responsibility. And we can't forget about former co-hosts, some referred to as Eeyore, I mean Dana, of course. But Dana was never an Eeyore. Eeyore would complain for no reason. Dana had a right to complain. Dana is the definition of a schlamazel. If you look up that word in a dictionary, there would be a picture of Dana as an example. As I may have told you before, you define a schlemiel and a schlamazel this way. A schlemiel is somebody who spills his soup. A schlamazel is the person the soup always gets spilled on. Dana has a huge dry-cleaning bill. 
or an endless supply of clean shirts. You know the old Buck Owen, Roy Clark song, Gloom, Despair, Agony on Me, and the lyric, If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all? Well, we know who that was written about. But you need to remember, it's not his fault. It's the fate of a schlamazel. And Dana is a schlamazel's schlamazel. Dana left the show on hiatus when Acme Air retired the MD-80s and 90s, and he moved to the right seat of the 737. With all the training, the timing to do the show just never worked out, but we still hear from him every so often, and he's still part of the group. Then, of course, there's Hillel, who's not as all wet as you might think. He's a brilliant engineer and all-round nice guy who just happens to have either a cleanliness or a bathroom fetish. Frankly, no one's quite sure. Hillel takes care of the Slack team, an online place where members of the APG community can catch up with one another. And by the way, he runs a terrific, not often spoken about, hug delivery service on the side. He's a good hugger. I've been fortunate enough to meet all these great folks in real time, even share a microphone with most of them. And I consider myself fortunate to call them all my friends. And what do we do when we hang out together? Well, we definitely eat. Sometimes I've been the cook at my house, sometimes throwing together hero sandwiches in a hotel room, and oftentimes heading out to a favorite restaurant. And of course, there's almost always some beer involved. When here in Portland, there's usually a lighthouse tour included, oftentimes under the Harbor Vigil approach to KPWM, the Portland Jetport. We may record a podcast, sometimes in a hotel room, once in Farborough, once in Pittsburgh, and a couple of times, as I've said, from my kitchen. Sure, we talk about aviation, but we talk about much more than that, just like APG. APG brought us all together based on aviation, but it's become what back in Farnborough I once called a community of passion. If it were only about aviation, it would never have become the community it is. Sure, the airline pilot guy is a podcast, but it's more than that. It's a community of friends from all over the world, some who have met and some who haven't yet. And while we might not agree on all our beliefs and ideas and philosophies, we know we enjoy and respect each other. So I think that's why I thought of APG when I applauded the Nicholas Brothers dance routine in stormy weather. That dance routine brought me joy, something none of us experience as often as we might like. But that's what APG does. With all its occasional technical flaws and guaranteed 50% accuracy and storytelling and running and ironing and talking and eating and drinking and fetching and singing and, yes, even dancing, I have the Pittsburgh photos, Nick, but I promise not to post them. APG brings joy. Happy 500, everyone. I'm sorry I'm not with you in person, but I hope this little piece will show you that I am in spirit. For the airline pilot guy, here in Portland, Maine, this is your main man, Micah. Ah. Good job, Micah. Hey, Micah, you can spill soup on me anytime because I'll drink your soup off the floor. It's so darn good. Yeah, it is. Very good. He's an amazing chef. How many uh, uh, episodes of the Airline Pilot Guy show have we recorded from Micah's kitchen? I know you did at least one. I did one. And I think two. two, Yeah, so three. Three. um, Micah's kitchen episodes. So Micah's kitchen, let me tell you what. From a foodie, and look at my girth, I love food. That man is an amazing cook. He is. He's amazing. And, and more, way more than that, of course. Um, he's just a, an amazing person. So he thank is. you, Micah. Um, really honored to call you a friend. And 
How many times have you shown up in Portland and had a care package waiting for you? Only gonna... once for me, but uh, more than that for you. <laughs> what? I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I had a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you probably did more of those late night arrivals into Portland than I did. Yeah, I probably, that's what I'm going to say. Probably did, <laughs> Mikey. You cook with love, and it shows, and we all love you, and thank you for everything. Got in late to Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'm sorry, Micah, Maine, and uh, and my first officer was like just amazed that somebody had come and delivered a box of food because nothing was open when we we get in a, what around midnight or so. Yeah, just before midnight. Yeah, there's nothing closed. Well, the bar the, and the restaurants. The bar stays open for us, but no food. Yeah, they're, 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 they're doing the one, two, three deal. Yeah, because they know that we have like 30 hours there usually. Yeah. Yeah. But Micah, mm. you know, like all kinds of little snacks and cheese and crackers and even great beer, great, great craft beer. Yep. So he didn't even have to go to the bar. So uh, my my first officer just looked at me. I'm like, who is this person? I said, he's an angel. Yeah. No, truly one of the most thoughtful people I've ever met. And I mean, I think that shows in, in what he said there. He means every word that he wrote and recorded. And for someone who was sick, he sounded terrific in that recording. Yeah. He really yeah. did. <laughs> and Micah, we know that you're very sick right now, and we're hoping that you get well soon. Yeah, Micah, I hope sometime we can actually meet in person. I know at one point you were going to come down to New York State, but that never happened. So hopefully we can get together sometime. I just sent what, – what, what's my catchphrase I like to use? Wow. 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 Right? So what did I do? This is my text to Micah right now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Micah. Thank you. All right. Uh, shall hey, we go Jeff, to... Jeff, we're going we're, we're to loop back and do three more videos now and okay. then do the plain tale. Okay, so we're going to... This is uh, on Jeff Thelma's bed. Hello, H-I-1-1-E-1, and see you in Slack. Okay, now get off the bed, hello. Go back to the closet. I need to stretch out my legs. You're right. Thank you, Hillel, for that information about Slack. And let's see, I guess, until we meet again next week. Next week, yeah. Nine days. Yes, wishing you... in person. Rub it in. Yes, wishing you clear skies, unlimited visibility, and tailwinds. Take care and God bless. Bye, Cheers, everybody. Y'all. See ya. Have a good night. Woohoo! 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 <laughs> Had to make up for Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you totally need to put outtakes from the beginning right here. Oh, yes. <laughs> outtakes all of, all of the yeah. from the beginning, the beginning right here. It's <laughs> a sad, sad situation. Oh. More absurd. More absurd is yes. Right. All right. Well, thank you everyone for being with us on this crazy show. And uh, but it was a lot of fun. I don't know if you enjoyed it as much as we oh, did. Oh God, we did. I, I definitely did. Yeah. So, uh, all right. We should probably shut this thing down because I have pieces of equipment all over the place, and it's going to take an hour for me to get it all together. Jeff so. has to take his, his equipment off of Jeff's bed. Yes, I need to. Oh, I do. Wow. <laughs> Family show. <laughs> Not. Uh, Family uh, show. Family show, ladies and gentlemen. Family show. <laughs> and anyway, thank you again, Jeff, for uh, allowing us to oh. uh, occupy your private space. I'm just, <laughs> just so here to make this happen. I didn't expect this. Jeff, I'm like, I'm just sitting here small equipment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
My apologies to everyone. Like I oh, said, well. it's there goes cool. my night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can can't use the bathroom yeah, anymore. Bathroom's done. Next week when I'm there in person, I will have slightly more control of the situation. That's not going to be as much fun if you're there to keep us from doing this. Break the window. So there's a chance that the window doesn't go pee. Okay. Wow. That's enough. That's enough. Why don't we go ahead and uh, stop the broadcast? Steph, thank you very much for putting up with us tonight. Oh, Thanks, Steph. Thank you, Steph. As always. I love you guys. It's such a fault. We love you, too. Hey, any idea when you're coming in? Uh, no, I didn't. No, no. No, no, no idea. Let me know. Like Friday night, probably. Okay. Ish. Ish. I'm going to be in Tennessee before that, so I have to drive down. Okay. I'm we'll so figure jealous. it out. I'll let you know. You can okay. come down. Yeah, Jeff, you could be here. There. I yeah. have showtime first thing the next morning. Ah, showtime, schmo time. You can be the designated driver. <laughs> Wait, time up. <laughs> hey, Jeff, you can book the jump, last jump seat back up to New York on Saturday. Be puking in the jump seat on the way home. Why not? <laughs> Why not? We're starting early enough. Oh, really? I, I hear phones from Atlanta go to Dallas. You can use these, you know, cones. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just shut this thing All down. All right, shut like, it down. Thanks, everybody. Have a night. great night. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next Bye-bye. time. Bye. And talking about trash in a room, I had a wall of beer cans. <laughs> I had a wall of beer cans and an empty handle of bourbon. Dana. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what happened? I mean, it was, it was amazing. I mean, I was, I was afraid I was going to get a bill <laughs> for the mess. Smallest room I've ever had at that hotel. Normally we get these huge rooms. We actually did a podcast from this hotel, Jeff and I, once before. And I had this giant room, just him and I. And this one, there's like seven of us in there. And I get this closet. <laughs> it was like 100 hey. square feet or something. Like room enough for the bed. And that was it. Jeff, they say size doesn't matter, right? Yeah. We still got it done. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next video. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Love you, Liz. What do you you think about that? Unfiltered Liz right there. (laughs) Here's another dangerous group of APGers. We probably should have done a rehearsal on that, but oh well. We're going to go forward. (laughs) And uh, let's see. I am Captain Jeff, an airline pilot for a major legacy carrier. And I am in the beautiful countryside of the United Kingdom. And joining me today, let me find the, uh, it's already falling apart. Can you believe it? No. Yeah. Yes. yes, you can. It doesn't sound like it ever happens. All right. Welcome to the Airline Pilot Guy Show. It's an aviation podcast. I'm Captain Jeff, a captain for a major U.S. legacy carrier. And joining me today, from across the pond... Doctor? In her doctor? beautiful doctor? lakeside doctor? home, doctor. a doctor, doctor. a IPA connoisseur. <laughs> I'm looking for my show notes. I can't find them. Strength <laughs> training junkie, skydiver, thank pretty you, lady. Yes, all that goes topless, and and much more. <laughs> Apparently, it's Doctor Steph. Maybe clarify that that's maybe just the Jeep, not so much me. For anyone who's listened to Nick's uh, recent edits of the show, I will maintain that until my last day. 
anyway, um, you're across the pond. I'm not across the pond. I'm still here. We're across the pond from each other. That's true. We are. But looking forward to a great show. Good to see you all. Great to see you as well. And joining me in person today, in fact, sitting right next to me, we have professional photographer, former RAF, RAAF fighter pilot, current captain for an international airline based in London, Captain Nick. Hi, Jeff. Isn't it great to be sitting shoulder to shoulder doing a show together again? It seems ages since we uh, were in the same room broadcasting, and it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, my thanks to uh, my friend Nigel beside me, who we'll hear of in a minute, for lending us his uh, beautiful house to uh, do the show from today. Absolutely. And also joining us from across the pond to me. From his stately southern mansion in Smyrna, Georgia, barbecue master, bourbon connoisseur, motorcycle riding, pontoon boat skipper, and captain for a major U.S. legacy carrier, Captain Dana. Good morning or good afternoon over there to you guys. How are you today? Great to be back. Great to have you with us, Dana. And finally, actually not finally. (laughs) We have two more, actually. Oh, my. We need to get rid of this one here, don't we? Okay. We have the Trollolo music, our special guest host music playing in the background. We have the wonderful co-host of the Plain Talking UK podcast live with us here in Oxfordshire. No bounds. Thank you very much indeed, Jeff. And what a pleasure it is to be here. I'm here in a technical capacity, obviously, because it wouldn't be APG without a technical moment. So I had to be deployed at very short notice to bring a cable from my house. Now, that is not true. I mean, well, it's sort of true. I invited him to come to be a in a co-hosting capacity, not a an IT capacity. But, but Nav he, is saved, just, he saved your bacon, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it saved their bacon because I would have heard everything just fine. They would have not heard a thing because they wouldn't have had headphone inputs or whatever outputs. Anyway, Jeff's right. It was, and it's very generous and nice of you to invite me on the show. Well, we are so happy to have you here with us, Nev, lending your expertise. And finally, we have the wonderful host of this beautiful country estate. His name, Nigel Demery. You may have heard of him. He was a subject of a very special Plain Tales last year. And uh, thank you so much for being with us and, and joining us on the show, Nev. I mean, nice. That's right, George. Welcome to Sunny Oxfordshire, everybody on APG crew. Um, nice to have you along. So smooth. <laughs> you know, you're right. This is such so much more of a professional show than. The well, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not used to such high quality production values. <laughs> Shut up, Nev. <laughs> Shut up, Nev. And Nev is saving our bacon again in in Farnborough. Nev, would you care to respond? Oh, it, there's nothing to be said, really. Uh, it, was, it was a great day out, actually, wasn't it? In uh, in that in that part of the world, uh, around it. Uh, uh, Nigel's house. So uh, yeah, re- really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it was a real, uh, real treat to see Jeff as well. Okay, one more quick video. 
one more quick video and then Nick's great plane tale. So awesome. here we go. Escorted off a flight bound for Cleveland Tuesday night due to a squirrel. A what? Squirrel. Squirrel? Squirrel. What? Uh, Frontier said a passenger boarded flight 1612 in Orlando saying the squirrel was an emotional support animal. Sorry. <laughs> Airline said the passenger noted in her reservation that she was bringing an, emo an emotional support animal, but it was not indicated the animal was a squirrel. Frontier said, quote, rodents, including squirrels, are not allowed on its flights. <laughs> that must have been very hurtful for them to call her squirrel a rodent, but actually that's what it is. It's just a very pretty looking rodent. It's a furry uh, the tail passenger, huh? They are. are. They though? Oh, you don't think yeah. so? Uh, they, they, got, they got little sharp pointy teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they keep their, their lips closed. They don't have lips. Yes, really. you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes, sometimes squirrels are cute. I will give you that. Yeah, you know, they have those puffy tails, you know. Kind of oh, red up. squirrels that we get, they're pretty rare over here now because the American gray squirrel is almost completely done for them. But they're the prettiest things ever. I got little tufty ears and little bright red. <laughs> well, this little puffy, cute little rodent uh, owner, the passenger was advised of the policy and asked to get off the plane. But no, 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 no. Airline said when she refused to get off the airplane, Orlando police were called and requested everyone to be deplaned so that they could deal with the passenger. Police eventually escorted her off the plane and took her to the main terminal. The flight was set to be on its way to Cleveland later Tuesday evening. I think it was a two-hour delay. Two-hour delay, yeah. Mm. There, I've seen some interviews with this lady, some video interviews. She's a, um, she's a piece of work. <laughs> much. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It wasn't a surprise then after <laughs> no. seeing the interviews? No, not really. Yeah. Because yeah. um, listeners may not know why rodents are such a problem on aircraft. And uh, the problem is that they chew things mm -hmm. and they love chewing things. And if your pet squirrel, which uh, is not going to be particularly well trained, I suspect, I don't know, perhaps this squirrel did tricks, but um, <laughs> if it escapes and gets uh, in amongst the wiring, uh, it can do a hell of a lot of damage with those little rodent teeth. I'm warning you. What's he do? Nibble your bum? He's got huge, sharp. He can leap about. Look at the bones. And <laughs> the rodents seem to have. A, if you're, yeah, if you're just listening to the audio, please go watch Nick's imitation of what little rodent teeth do. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, they uh, they get an, and they, they seems to be some attraction to the insulation around wires and mice are the same rats. Uh, mice and rats, yep. squirrels. Yeah, they'll they'll My do. My brother the had same. an incident in his car where they were there was a rodent. Yeah, why do they, they two electric wires? They, they just, love it. They yeah. they just love the flavor, or perhaps yeah. it's the electrical <laughs> activity in it. But they chew and chew and chew. And if there's enough voltage, of course, that'll be the last thing they do. But on board an aircraft, you know, they have huge voltages, and once you get rid of the insulation, there's always the chance you're going to short circuit and things will go wrong and i've had uh, mice in the floor uh, you know between the two upstairs and downstairs here that have chewed through my uh, alarm insulation and set the alarm system mad um so you know they're just that's just a nightmare and you you cannot fly an airplane that's got a, a rodent loose in it you've just got to you've got to exterminate it or catch it or something so if it had got loose uh, inside the aircraft that would have been the aircraft grounded until they managed to find it. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that was interesting. Perfect. Oh my. Well, what's next, Miss Liz? Save us, Liz. Yes. I think we're going to go to the plain tale now. Okay. And uh, oh, I got oh, to start I need my timer. <laughs> got to start my timer here. Just a second. Nick's keeping me very busy with this plain tale. Well, you've so been doing an amazing job. Oh. I mean, incredible. Oh, really. thank you. We miss you. Yeah. I was looking forward to seeing you. Okay, get those uh, overlays Thanks ready. Everybody. You ready? God, I'm ready. All right. I'm ready to go. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The old pilot's playing tales. Who was Joe Gilmore? And so Plain Tales was born, with the story of the mixologist Joe Gilmore. Well, kind of, as there had been a few bits in the shows pre the Farnborough special, but it hadn't become part of the show like it is now. The number of tales will never catch Jeff's impressive half-millennium of shows, but they have now passed the 300 mark, and these are a few of the more memorable ones. We start with a little from Tumbledown Dick about Farnborough and the nearby Odium Castle, the signing place of the Magna Carta. The Magna Carta, I'm sure you will know, was signed by King John under a certain amount of duress, and although substantially altered over the years, it eventually found its way into English law to form the foundation for the modern rights of Parliament. It is held in great respect by the British and American legal communities. Indeed, parts of the Constitution were derived from Magna Carta. So there, Yabu sucks. In and Avon over the Thames, Plain Tales revealed the story behind the famous hunter pilot who flew under Tower Bridge, the very bridge that Steph ran across only a few weeks ago. Bridges flashed underneath him as he swept round over Wandsworth, Battersea and Chelsea. Crossing Vauxhall Bridge, he saw his destination, the familiar and splendid Houses of Parliament. Banking hard and with full power, he started to circle Whitehall and the historic seat of the British government. With his Avon bellowing a mighty roar, he imagined how this would wake up the MPs and other august figures sitting chair-bound beneath him, hoping this might slow the dead hand of government and the sickening cutbacks that threatened the Air Force. Within the Commons chamber, the message was certainly received. Debates were interrupted as Pollock's lords and masters gazed upwards towards the ornate ceilings, wondering what the devil was going on. He circled Parliament three times, and as Big Ben struck twelve noon, he straightened up to head for home. Dipping his wings to the RAF monument, he skimmed over Waterloo Bridge, the wonderful silhouette of St Paul's Cathedral, passing by as he concentrated on keeping low over the winding river when it suddenly appeared. 
the matronly structure of Tower Bridge, there in his path. His mind whirred, but to a trained pilot familiar with low flying, this wasn't a difficult choice. He hastily jinked to line himself up, he only had seconds, and he slipped even lower over the water. There was considerable traffic on the bridge, amongst which was a bright red double-decker bus. With less than a mile to go, he gauged he could still fit through the small gap between the two spans and miss the bus. The steel girders seemed to explode about his cockpit, totally engulfing the canopy as he thundered through. For a heartbeat, he thought he had overcooked it and left his fin attached to one of Bazalgette's most famous structures, but then he was safely through. Please don't condemn or punish the daredevil pilot who swept across London. It did me and a lot of other people the world of good. I shall always remember the feeling of pride as I thought of that chap in control of so much power, and it revived memories of those wonderful fellows who during the war fought for our survival. K. Kakulum, Miss Daily Express. We are all aware of Sully's achievement in the miracle of the Hudson, but there was one who went before him, and in his time he was equally famous, Captain Richard Ogg, in The Sovereign of the Skies. As they considered their options, the aircraft made the decision for them. With something akin to disbelief, they watched their number four engine start to fail. The engine began to fade, and even with full throttle it was only producing partial power. It began to backfire, and eventually Og was forced to order it shut down and the prop feathered. Now their calculations were irrelevant. They were going to ditch. Back in the cabin, Pat got her crew to quietly wake those passengers still asleep before Og came through on the PA. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to wake you, but we have a real emergency. One of our engines is giving us some difficulty. Just in case we have to ditch the plane, please put on your life jackets, take your seats and fasten your seatbelts. The passengers woke from their dreams to find themselves in a nightmare, one that was going to last nearly five hours. Og's skill in ditching the Stratocruiser in the open ocean was considered a fabulous display of airmanship, but the story also revealed that the American accent was always going to elude me. Their calm and efficient control of the situation averted what could have been a major disaster. All on the aircraft had survived the ditching. Indeed, there were only a few minor injuries. However, in a moment of reflection, he mentioned to his wife that his only real regret was to have lost all the animals in the hole. Many of our flying heroes have passed on, but this man rose head and shoulders above most. There aren't many men who could call such great aviators as Orville Wright, Eddie Rickenbacker, Charles Lindbergh, Jimmy Doolittle, Chuck Yeager, Jacqueline Cochran, Neil Armstrong and Yuri Gagarin as their friends. Certainly someone who was described by Jimmy Doolittle as the greatest stick-and-rudder man who ever lived 
should need little introduction. The man is Bob Hoover, a fighter pilot, USAF test pilot and airshow pilot, and it is very fitting that he should have received such a compliment as when Bob was a youngster, Doolittle was his idol. Other tributes to him are equally fine. Chuck Yeager called him the greatest pilot he had ever seen and a magician in the cockpit. Astronaut Wally Shearer described him as the finest aerobatic pilot we've seen in our lifetime. Of course, not every story was one of celebration. Some had a dark and worrying side, even though many ended happily, as in the case of Captain Lancaster. They had been airborne less than a quarter of an hour and passing 17,000 feet when Nigel Ogden checked on the pilots to ask if they would like a nice cup of tea. As he turned to leave, there was a noise like a bomb going off. Looking back, he saw that the front windshield had blown out and the captain had been sucked out of his seat and was hanging half out of the aircraft. The BAC-111 was suffering from an explosive decompression and everything was flying forwards out of the hole past the body of the captain. Paperwork, checklists, manuals, a fire extinguisher and the air was swirling with the mist that forms when pressure drops. Before he had completely disappeared through the window and fallen to his death, Nigel Ogden grabbed Lancaster's belt and hung on for grim death. The captain's body had started to slip downwards, and he was now pinned to the outside of the side windows. They could all see his head being viciously banged against the side of the aircraft again and again, blood splattering from the limp body. Just inches away was his dead, empty stare. Other stories, despite their potential for disaster, gave us some comic black humour. In the phantom cockpit, everything looked as it should. Missile lights glowed just as they always did. The selected Sidewinder missile had started to growl as the seeker saw the glowing jet pipes of the Jaguar bomber ahead. The navigator called the range as the target tracked down the scope. Approaching a mile, the pilot ran through his attack checks, his procedural memory taking control, and, as he was trained to do, put the master arm switch on. The navigator turned on his radar camera to record the kill and called one mile. I try to imagine what it felt like for the crew when, at that fateful moment, the pilot pulled the trigger and heard the entirely unexpected thunder of the winder coming off the rails. The almost paralysing shock and realisation of what had just happened. It certainly didn't take long to play out. The missile accelerated to over Mach 2 in its own length, and headed unerringly towards its target. There was no stopping it, no way to turn something off or make it self-destruct. In desperation, the pilot shouted over the radio, Jaguar over Germany, eject! And yet others have tugged at our heartstrings, like the story of Major Bung Lee and his flight from South Vietnam after the fall of Saigon. He had crammed his family into a tiny aircraft and flown out over the ocean in desperation, looking for the remote chance of salvation. 
The Major carefully lined his aircraft up on the angled deck, naturally accommodating the induced crosswind that his approach gave him. Nobody had ever tried this feat before, and certainly not in such desperate conditions. The little aircraft approached quite slowly, close to the stalling speed, and they could all see that it was being buffeted by the turbulence the ship created. Avoiding the deadly effects of the fantail, in a stroke of masterful flying, the Major touched down as if he had done it a thousand times, right on the centre line, in line with the three-wire, the perfect spot. The plane bounced once, and then the crew rushed forwards to grab the wingtips and drag it to a stop. The men of the midway whooped wildly as they rushed up to the aircraft. Major Bungli and his wife were embraced and welcomed aboard as strong American hands carried their children to safety. Captain Chambers ordered the bird dog to be secured on deck. He rightly felt that this tiny craft that had brought seven friends of America safely to the midway deserved saving. Indeed, it can still be seen at the Naval Aviation Museum in Pensacola. Quite early on in Plain Tales, I had the wonderful opportunity to record my father, now sadly passed away, talking about his life in aviation. Uh, learning a new language as we tried to do, um, there were a lot of traps that you, you weren't perhaps aware of. And I suppose one of my most embarrassing moments was that after we'd been flying out of Berlin with the German hostesses for you know, a couple of months, we felt that we'd learned enough German to be able to talk to the passengers. But of course we hadn't learned enough German at all in that time. And grammatically we were pretty hopeless. So the German hostesses said, uh, yeah, that's is good, uh, providing uh, you tell us what you're going to say. And, uh, and if we think that's okay, then you may say it in German. So on this particular flight out of Frankfurt to Berlin, um, I did that. I called the girl up and said, uh, this is what I'd like to say. And she said, yeah, that's is, that's is good, mein Flugzeugführer. They used to call the captains the Flugzeug, aeroplane, Führer, captain. So, yeah, that's is good, mein Flugzeugführer. So I picked up the mic and said in my halting German, Guten uh, Morgen, mein Damen und Herren. Wir sind fliegen über das Flusselbe und so weiter. And I, I carried on and, and I told them we were getting into Berlin 10 minutes early. Now that was okay, except that when I'd hung up the mic, I found, I realized I hadn't told them why we were getting in 10 minutes early. So instead of going through that palaver again, I just picked up the mic and I translated literally, Mein Damen und Herren, wir haben ein sehr stark Wind. Now, to say that you have a very strong tailwind in German is one of the most disgusting things you can possibly say. 
And the red-faced first hostess burst into the flight deck, screaming, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Over the years, I've had much help producing the tales. On this clip, it was Hillel who provided the voice of a salesman, pitching Cessna's much-vaunted qualities. An advertisement in the Time magazine claimed, New Cessna 172 makes flying like driving. It's true, you can learn to fly the amazing new Cessna 172 into the sky, back down to the ground, thanks to Cessna's patented landomatic gear. The exciting Cessna 172 makes the convenience, speed, flexibility of flying practical for you because you can fly it yourself. Save on travel costs. Takes you where you want to go, when you want to go. Only $8,750, the complete air fleet for every business need. And who could ever forget Greg Willett's poignant reading of Lieutenant Robert Toner's diary, found decades after his death, as he and his comrades desperately tried to walk out of the Sahara Desert after abandoning their liberator during the Second World War. Saturday, April 10th, 1943. Still having prayer meetings for help. No sign of anything. A couple of birds. Good wind from north. Really weak now. Can't walk. Pain's all over. Still all want to die. Night's very cold. No sleep. Sunday, 11. Still waiting for help. Still praying. Eyes bad. Lost all our weight. Aching all over. Could make it if we had water. Just enough left to put our tongues to. Have hope for help very soon. No rest. Still same place. The final entry was made on Monday, April the 12th, written in thick pencil lines. No help yet. Very cold night. With the holiday season almost upon us, I'm going to leave you now with a few of the Christmas specials. power plant was still working within limits and the aircraft was dis- display- displayed serviceable? No, declared serviceable. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. 172 also hit the headlights in headlights. No, it didn't. Dashing through the snow. It was flying a B-17F Flying Fortress. Trish, or Fortress. In a one-horse open when a wing creates lift, it causes a pressure differential. At RAF Coningsby in Lincolnshire, the English country that saw so many county, not country, twit. Plain Tales, one of the best parts oh, yeah. of our show. Speech, speech. Come on. Uh, well, all, all I can say is uh, I, I just thank Jeff for giving me 
uh, um, a window, um, you know, an avenue for uh, telling those stories, because uh, so many of them I think we would love to hear, yet we don't get that opportunity. So uh, I, I just, you know, without uh, APG, those stories might never be heard. Uh, and I, I just, I, I just really enjoyed the chance to uh, um, bring them to you all. So thanks very much. Nick, always, okay. always awesome to listen to those. Always, you do such a great job. Our, our next video is a, a fixture of most mm. of our um, APG get-togethers, but I'm just having trouble loading it. Just stand by. Well, I, it I wonder if um, Pip would like to introduce this video for us, perhaps. Sure, that would be great. And I'll try. To he can guess mine. what it is, since he's probably. Oh yeah, I got it ready. It's, it's got there. It? It's okay. there. It's ready to go. Yep. Pip, Pip did the editing for this, so he. Um, yeah, take it away, Pip. Tell us what we're going to look at here. Oh, okay. Um, Yes, thank you. All this uh, merriment and, and toasting APG 500 is all very nice, but we all know the real reason we're all gathered here is to watch the the annual horror of Steph versus Al chicken nugget eating competition. Couldn't be in person this year, obviously, to do it. So a uh, little bit different. They have each separately undertaken the challenge at home and recorded it, and I've spliced it all together. So they don't know the result. Only Liz and I know the result. Uh, right. Of course, it, it's worth fighting for. This is the, <laughs> the trophy. Fine trophy. Fine trophy. Uh, so, as my wife said, you're prepared to risk your life for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's another classic competition this year. So go ahead, Liz. We can help. <laughs> Alexa, set a timer for five minutes. Five minutes, starting now. Yeah. <laughs>
So that was actually really hard. It's not <laughs> difficult to force yourself to eat chicken nuggets when there's nobody said. to do that with you. Um, wow. Um, yeah, by my count, that's 17 nuggets, three remaining in five minutes. Will it be enough to beat Al? I don't know, honestly. Probably not. So we'll find out. See you in fr on Friday in Atlanta. Well-deserved congratulations to Captain L. That was, as I said, so very difficult to do. Thoroughly outperformed. Yeah. 23, Captain L. Biggie Nugget champion 2021. I'd like to thank my family, my sponsors, <laughs> all of the community, and not least all of the medical staff that supported me on this journey. <laughs> Thank you, one and all. Hey, Captain Al, how about hey. the farmer? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll look eagerly Excellent. await the next uh, a competition in battle, hopefully in person, because, you know, that's I need that, that spirit of competition to perform at my best. We'll just say that. <laughs> okay, Jeff, so, over to you now. You We're going to be looking at me to perform at your best. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> Jeff, his is smaller than yours, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Probably true, actually. British chicken nuggets are uh, very small. Yeah, okay. we, we should have, like, weighed them. There should have been, like, a, you know, anyway. That's yeah, all good. Sounds like a uh, fair step contestant to the fact possibly the worst nuggets in the world. Oh, those were we we both agree the Oshkosh chicken nuggets are disgusting. Like don't get chicken nuggets in Wisconsin. They're not good. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Jeff. Yeah. Audio for number audio for number 17. Over to you. Oh, okay. Well, let me find it. All right. We have some more. Feedback, congratulatory feedback. This from our friend and uh, big APG community member. Not big physically, but just big in. Oh, he's quite tall. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Okay, here we go. Take it away, Dave. Hello, airline pilot guy community. This is David Abbey from New York, and I just want to congratulate you on 500 episodes. 
Um, I am so impressed by the amount of work that you put in to scheduling, producing, and editing a three-hour episode each week, and that's only with research up to the 50% mark. So I can't imagine how much time it would take if you really wanted to get it all accurate. Uh, what a great community Captain Jeff has fostered. Greatly appreciate it. And I'm so glad to have met many of you in person and gotten to know some others just on, on the Internet. So hope to see many of you at Oshkosh 22. I plan to be there. Always have a great time. And again, congratulations. Take care. Thank you, Dave. And oh, absolutely. You know, I always used to love my New York trips. Because uh, I'd meet Dave, uh, have a few beers, and then we'd go around and pick up rubber bands. Uh, <laughs> because being a, a mailman, uh, a very tidy mailman, he hates the idea of mailmen dropping rubber bands on the sidewalk. So... Uh, that we you would have an interesting day doing that. It was great. But seriously, Dave had an intimate knowledge of the city and all the ways to, to get in to do various shows. And I'll never forget going to see the Book of Mormon uh, with him. I never knew you could get into a show for only $25 if you oh didn't mind standing at the back. It was absolutely fabulous. And I really miss, uh, now I've retired, uh, those regular trips where I used to be great. Thanks, Dave. Jeff, number 18 now. Please. Okay. This is a great one. Love yeah, it. we have some more uh, audio feedback, congratulatory feedback from Aviator Tony. In the morning, Captain Jeff, Dr. Steph, Captain Nick, Captain Rick, and Commander Liz. Having been exposed to weekly doses of APG for more than a few years now has made being a part of the community a staple of life that I could not imagine being without. I and my friends have been hitting people in the mouth with your show from our very first listen. That's right, we are contributing to the spread of a highly infectious APG syndrome every chance we get. But now I'm thinking maybe this is getting a little out of hand. It seems that the syndrome has mutated and the symptoms are getting uncomfortable. On a recent deadhead assignment, I sat next to Dr. Rumack. I asked him if he had seen any of this new mutated APG syndrome virus. And this is what he said about the symptoms that he's been seeing. Extremely serious. Starts with a slight fever, dryness of the throat. The virus penetrates red blood cells, the victim becomes dizzy. Because we experience an itching, a rash. From there, the poison goes to work on the central nervous system, causing severe muscle spasms followed by the inevitable grooming. At this point, the entire digestive system collapses, accompanied by uncontrollable flatulence, until finally the poor bastard is reduced to a quivering, wasted piece of jelly. Recognizing these symptoms in myself and those close to me, I felt, well, quite embarrassed. So I went to the leading expert to find out what they had to say about a cure. Here's Dr. Fauci. The public health ways to avoid getting the APG syndrome are so very similar to those to avoid influenza. And that is particularly as simplistic as it sounds. Listening to APG as frequently as you can. It's spreading really quite rapidly. This will be highly transmissible and might in fact escape podcast players and YouTube uh, videos. And then we're seeing cases popping up in countries around, particularly when there's been travel. And for that reason, 
the president decided prudently to put the travel restriction on. Well, that explains a lot. Thanks, APG. But in all seriousness, we here at Squawk Ident wanted to say thank you for your fantastic 500 episodes. We look forward to the next 500. And uh, how much longer uh, do we have left in the show? Another two hours. Another two hours? No, no, no. I mean, we can't land for another two hours. Fog has closed down everything this side of the mountains. We've got to get through to Chicago. Let's move on. Oh, okay. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, well, I just going to say happy 500 to everyone. And from one podcaster to another, great job. I know how hard it could be. Oh, cut the bleeding heart crap, will ya? We've all got our switches, lights, and knobs to deal with. Jeff. I mean, down here, there are literally hundreds and thousands of blinking, beeping, and flashing lights. Blinking and beeping and flashing. They're flashing and they're beeping. I can't stand it anymore. They're blinking and beeping and sir, flashing. Sir, Why doesn't somebody pull the sir, I'm all right. I'm all right. Awesome. Thank you, Aviator <laughs> Tony. That's awesome. brilliant. So, Jeff, we're going to do the audio clip for number 20, okay. Nick's first appearance Ooh. as a host. Nick's first show sure. as a regular. Here we go. Do we have to? Yes. Hey, if we had to do Shimmy Damper, we have to do this. Let's skip this track. You mean before no. he was an irregular? <laughs> Here we go. So, Captain Nick, I think that this will be the official uh, announcement that uh, you are now officially part of the official APG crew. So, congratulations. Official. Well, thank you very much indeed, Jeff. It was wonderful to be invited, even though it was when you were well into your cups in Miami <laughs> and uh, feeling very emotional and uh, slightly inebriated that I got this half-blurred invitation, which I snapped up, and now I'm holding you to it. You know, I uh, have to apologize for um, that uh, the end of the recording when uh, the show, 200, <laughs> because I was trying to read email feedback and I was listening to myself trying to read it. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I can, I can't even read. <laughs> I've had so many beers. Oh boy. Yeah. So let's talk about episode 200. Um, and, uh, actually more importantly, how did you all recover? Did you fare well? We had a great flight home. That's for sure. Jeff. Uh, I mean, uh, we were a bit worried about getting on the aircraft, but, uh, we managed to, you know, pull a few uh, strings and find some upper class seats, uh, but uh, we spent a long time uh, on the aircraft sipping champagne and reminiscing over the last sort of 48 hours. It really had been an exceptional time. I, it, the time flew. We had such a good time. We were hosted so well. And it really was uh, worth the effort to come, as Rick said, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles. <laughs> I, was going, but, I don't think it's that <laughs> far, is it? <laughs> wasn't actually quite that far. We didn't go the long way around. But uh, no, it was absolutely brilliant. But by the time we got to uh, Heathrow in the early hours of the next morning, I think we were a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how many days did you have to recover before you were back out again, Nick? I was on call the next day. Uh, wow. Pitt was flying the next day. I, I didn't get called out, so I had a day's relaxation. Wow. Uh, and then I got called out the next day to fly yesterday. So I've actually had a couple of days to let my liver and my uh, stomach settle. <laughs> that I, I don't know how many gallons we went through. Oh, my gosh. I lost count the first night, to be honest, and <laughs> I never was able to figure it out after that. 
Uh, it was Al's fault. He, uh, he just really kept like. piling pint upon pint in front of us. And, you know, it's rude not to, isn't it? I yeah. mean, if it's there in front of you, you got to drink it. <laughs> so we were talking, I think it was the next, the, the last day, Friday, uh, something about, I think Steph said something about doing shots. And I said, what? Uh, we didn't do that. She goes, oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> that B-52? I went, oh, yeah. that's, oh, yeah, is that considered a, a shot? Two. <laughs> two. Do you remember I think that? you had two of them, Nick. Oh, well, that's, two's not many. They're only little. No, no. But we only had one. Yes, that's all I remember in recollection. Um, well, yeah, probably very sensible of you. Reminded me of that. Oh, my goodness. That was great. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, we did have a little bit to drink on that just, celebration. Just a little. Yeah. Go ahead. Nick, we're, Nick, we're going to call on you now to read some feedback from someone who's in Atlanta. So this is a transatlantic uh bit of feedback here over to you nick i'm not, I'm not quite sure why you're sending feedback from atlanta to england to go back to atlanta but you well, americans this was, well, this was, you a, know, this, this was a bit of a surprise wanted to be a bit of a surprise for jeff I, i'm sure it will be <laughs> dear jeff uh, i'm your daughter <laughs> oh sorry that, that, that's a different email AP... Uh, AP you didn't say that was incorrect. You just said a different email, so don't, don't be too rude. <laughs> Is Jeff okay, getting CPR? I'll, I'll start again. Yes. I'll start again. APG crew. The following few paragraphs cannot possibly convey how happy I am to see you guys and girls still going after 499 episodes. So I'll start by saying congratulations. And thank you for providing the aviation community with such a fantastic show. The first time I heard the show, Jeff was all by himself, usually in hotel rooms on trips. I remember him talking about the importance of piloting skills and the over-reliance on automation being a contributing factor in aviation accidents. Jeff was passionate about the skills a pilot must use to stay current, safe, and become a master of his or her aircraft. I can remember listening in my car thinking, this guy is awesome. I had spent time in the airline world and was shocked how many pilots were really not that good at the simple rudder, stick and rudder part of the job. Jeff's message to pilots was simple. Fly the plane and stop relying on automation. That message resonated with me, and it was the reason I kept listening. The APG show was my reintroduction to the flying side of my aviation story and the beginning of a new chapter for me. Since then, I've gotten back in the airplane after nearly a decade away. Jeff reminded me about all the things I loved about flying, and made me forget about everything that made me walk away from the airlines. For that alone, I will forever be grateful. Thank you. Admittedly, I have not heard every episode, but I know I've heard at least 300 of your great shows. Jeff picked up co-hosts and a producer along the way, and that has really added several awesome dimensions to the show. Aspiring pilots and seasoned veterans of aviation can learn something 
from the crew while you discuss current events, accidents, layovers, or stories from your lives, all the while making us laugh along the way. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the talented Captain Nick and his ability to tell stories using the plain tales segment. I've cried, laughed, and I've learned. Bravo, Nick. He added that Captain in. Dana. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry about that. Nothing like breaking the moment, Jeff. Sorry. Um, Captain Dana, Dr. Steph, Captain Nick, and Liz. I felt like I knew you well before we met in person. Each of you has such a unique perspective, and all of you should be proud of your contribution to the aviation world. I can only imagine the chaos involved in scheduling all of you for the show, but it's worth it. You are letting us into your lives, and we are all the better for it. Please don't stop. 500 episodes is an amazing accomplishment. And reaching listeners 8 million times is worth a standing ovation. Many have tried, but only a few have lasted as long as Jeff and the APG crew. That's what she said. Congratulations. Congratulations, all of you. Cheers. And here's to 500 more. From Ryan. Coffee Club Cadre Junior Ambassador, Air Traffic Controller, Greensboro NC. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers, cheers, Thank you very much, Ryan, if that's your real name. <laughs> very, very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And just so everybody knows, he does an amazing, with his co-host, an amazing podcast, Opposing Bases. And if you haven't already subscribed to it, you have to, because it's, it's one that I never miss. What about you guys? Congratulations. Yeah. So, so, Nick, we're mindful of the clock here. We are watching the clock, but we're going to carry on for a few more, Okay. Okay, we, we probably got half an hour before uh, okay. Graham starts tapping me on the shoulder here. Understand. Okay, so we're going to do a video now. This is our last video clip, and it's Jeff out of control. Live. We're live, but I think PTK is like, just finishing up, maybe. So oh, hi, everybody. A minute. Hello. Greetings. Yeah, we don't want to butt in on the uh, PTUK guys. No, the they've guys. got a big butt. Yeah. <laughs> Comfortable for someone, one of us. Sure. <laughs> We're just out to see how many different nationalities we can offend in one show. We're pretty on track for most of the nationalities. Well, I'm sure we can get at least fifty percent. Uh, okay, that's what we're shooting for. Always our, always our aim. It's always our aim. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, now here's an interesting one. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of, with the COVID and, you know, the the effects of it and people losing their jobs and that kind of thing, including pilots. A lot of pilots are being furloughed, uh, et cetera. And uh, down in Australia, uh, let's see, the headline of this is pilot scheme. Planes may be grounded, but there's work in Australia. And uh, there's a little bit of a video here. Uh, um, 
Let's see, Liz, can you go ahead and play the video? Let's see, while I continue. Okay. Oh, oh, whoa. Ooh. Hang on, wait, Ooh. wait. Turn, turn it off, turn it off. Oh. I'm sorry. What was that? I'm just going to say there's some very good-looking pilots in Australia. <laughs> well, I suppose that there's work in that field as well. I, it's a hot country, so I guess you, you don't have to wear a lot of clothes when yeah. you're flying. Is that right? Yeah, I think that was the wrong... That was the wrong video. Was, I guess it, that was one of Liz's personal Yeah, it's warm here now, definitely. Warm in Australia? Warm? Yeah, actually, what did you say, Liz? Talk about down under. Down under. <laughs> Very good. That's a good one. All right. Um, let me uh, let me start this one over. Uh, the cabin of a harvester in the middle of a vast wheat field might be a strange place to find an airline pilot at work, but for Andrew King, it all makes sense. King worked as a passenger jet pilot for uh, Hainan Airlines. Yeah. but has been on leave without pay since the pandemic hit in February. Now several factors have combined to create a surprising opportunity in right. literally a new field. Coronavirus restrictions have reduced the number of backpackers available to help bring in what is promising to be a bumper a bumper harvest. And uh, is that the name of the video uh, that you, you in your first <laughs> that That's that's why there was a little mix up there. Yeah. Know easy, but easy to understand. Bump and grind harvest. Okay, and pilots have turned out to have the right set of skills to fill the gap. Ooh. <laughs> gets worse and worse. That, that's what the article says. I did not make that one up. It just happens to fit in perfectly, actually. Matt Stewart. Oh, <laughs> did it again. Uh, Matt Stewart of Whitaker Stewart Harvest and Haulage has hired King to work up and down the East Coast through the summer. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. To be clear, what what is this profession we're They're discussing here? A farm. A farm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I think the next sentence really says it all. We wouldn't have thought about it in a million years, but we saw that they were a really good fit. <laughs> well, how about this one? Um, if they can fly a plane, I'm sure they can try. <laughs> 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 what the gentleman's trying to say is if they can fly a plane, I'm sure they can drive a header. Whatever. I'm glad that you can speak, Nick, because I have lost that capacity. Oh, I'll, I'll finish it if you want. Please. <laughs> King found out about farming jobs targeting pilots on a Facebook group called Pilots for Harvest 2020, where farmers and aviation staff are encouraged to link up. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you say? It's like Tinder. <sighs> yeah, it was set up by farmer Amanda Thomas, who saw an opportunity in the bleak outlook for the aviation industry. It's the fact that we don't have the backpackers and that air travel has shut down. So we've got this big crop. So it's these three things have come together for a bit of a perfect storm, Thomas says. I was having a think about 
what are the areas and industries that we could tap into? And it just seemed like a logical choice. <laughs> King says he is eager for the challenge. Right. <laughs> They've recognized the transferability of the skill set of an airline pilot, someone who could operate heavy equipment and learn large amounts of information quickly and remain proficient. <laughs> Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the change in scenery. I'm oh, looking I forward to the camaraderie with other people doing it. Just it. The group has more than 800 members. Woo. The industry has. Jeff, stop it. Jeff's gonna have a. I know, I can't even uh, keep it. I'm sorry, folks. The group has more than 800 members as the industry heads into the harvesting season, and Thomas thinks it will keep growing as farmers and pilots bring their friends into the conversation. I'm sure they'll throw their keys in a pot in the middle. <laughs> it's quite New South Wales based, but it's starting to spread to Victoria and Western Australia, who will be in dire need of help soon. Uh, oh boy. Uh, Screaming <laughs> out for skilled workers. <laughs> In the wettest winter since 2016, has dragged much of New South Wales out of a drought and led to a 300% year-on-year increase in the winter harvest, which usually includes wheat, barley, and canola. The shortage in the skilled labor has affected the entire industry with a lack of fruit pickers <laughs> in Western Australia. And nut pickers as well. <laughs> Leading the state government to launch a much mock advertising campaign aimed at getting young people to help farmers. Other suggestions to bo uh, bolster the workforce have included raising the level of the job seeker payment for those who go to help with the harvest or offering refugees a path to permanent residency. The government is due to announce incentives in the budget for those on job seeker or youth allowance to work on farms. So. Um, it goes on for quite a bit yeah, more. Yeah, it does. It, you know, yeah. If you want to read the I entire did. article, we'll have it in the show notes. <laughs> Any pictures? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, there is that mix up. So, uh, well, you know. Liz says she'll put a link to her, her video as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it, it's a good, uh, I can't even say it anymore. Um, it, it's very creative. It, wow. It's a nice uh, use exchange of, their skills. of yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a <laughs> yeah. I think the the point is that pilots have a lot of transferable skills <laughs> into many areas, uh, yes. many occupations you wouldn't have previously thought of. <laughs> yes, so true. Hello, would like to know how one becomes a refugee from the U.S. and Australia to apply for these uh, jobs. <laughs> Not sure about that. Well, it only costs a pound ten pounds. So, uh... <sighs> all right. I think it's best for us to move on now. <laughs> That's probably one of the funniest I've ever seen. Who sent that uh, suggestion in, Liz? Uh, do you recall? Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Liz, you nailed it because that's probably the funniest I've ever seen. I, I just, I just love that Jeff could not compose. <laughs> every darn sentence had the, 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 the double entendre, innuendo. Yeah, yeah. Turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. Oh, man. That was fun. Amazing. <laughs> Family show. Amazing. <laughs> Well, we, we have a, an embarrassment of riches left here. I don't think we're going to get through them all, unfortunately, Jeff. We, we've got about six or seven more feedback items, and, and I definitely want to wrap up with, with Nick's great slideshow. So right. 
Um, wh what do you think? I think we should maybe play the slideshow now. I, yeah, I don't know. and then if we can uh, fit any more in after that, yeah. uh, then we'll do that. Right. So, so let's do so the next. Or you could always wrap it up, and, and, and Nick and company can go if they you know are ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, this uh, is just, and, and we've actually sadly seen some of these uh, slides because uh, there's the classics, but. Uh, uh, I'm going to share screen, uh, yeah. And um, so I need lots of audience participation. Participation. <laughs> and some of that And some of that too. Because uh, watching slideshows, I've sat through many thousand with my parents, and I know how boring they can be. <laughs> but uh, these, of course, uh, involve us. So uh, go ahead and shout out if uh, you see something you recognize. And uh, you want to make a comment because I'm controlling how fast this happens. I recognize him. <laughs> you recognize sunglasses? Oh, oh, look at that. Dumping people out. Well, Ali, get in there. <laughs> uh, well, nice press. And some <laughs> most wanted. Captain. Sturge, yes. Oh, who's that? I think. Oh, really? Big wheels you have there. <laughs> hey! hey Look at good man. Hey! <laughs> Dumping more people out. Good. She doesn't wear stripes. No. Uh, that's a great oh, one. that was that yeah, bad landing. No, that hurt Mike's back. I'm still talking to Dutch. Shut up about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Jeff with a Russian uh, policeman. <laughs> that's 200. Got that right. <laughs> that was the aftermath of 200 yeah, right there. That is the aftermath. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I want you to take note of that. Is that your wedding dress? Why no. uh, Steph is wearing her, I don't know, christening outfit? <laughs> 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 the crew were always very generous uh, when I needed to Wait, produce some art. So what? Uh, the 300th was a special one we needed to produce some adverts for. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Look at that face on that one. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> the sunglasses really make that. Yeah, sure. finer assets. <laughs> the old curmudgeon as you've never seen. <laughs> And of course, the famous 200. Oh, yes. Put <laughs> <laughs> his pants on. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's face says it all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello. Oh. What happened? Is that it? No, that's not it. Yeah, bye. Okay. Bloody Mike. That's, that's Microsoft for you. What are you going to do? Right, hang on a minute. If okay, you I don't want know, to see the I IPA there, there, Nick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, take a break. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. And while you're doing that, I, I found a cheated Jaguar down by mistake. <laughs> exactly right. Well, it was the computer that did it. And Nav, I just want to apologize for all the uh, cable management mistakes I've made. Oh, uh, they're, they're too numerous to make. Nev can't even look at the video from our stream over here because all you can see is Jeff, Jeff just feels compelled to confess. I guess it's something about being the Catholic pilot there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I have sinned. Oh, that's interesting. I've got a different view here. Ormbeach Tavern, remember that one? Oh, we're not seeing it yet. We're not seeing it. Yeah, you, need, oh, you, you, you haven't, uh, it's not shared anymore. You have to go All back right. and share oh, it. We, we were sharing it. We were having a good time here. Yeah. Good in Blighty, no problem. Exactly right. You know, this is really, uh, this is Microsoft with This is so depressing, isn't it? Just don't spill beer on your you're apple there. and you're all set. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad Nick retired before the 350 came out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike, how long does it take to uh, pre-flight that airplane? Just press the button. <laughs> about an hour. Ouch. It's about an hour to pre-flight that airplane, believe it or not. It's crazy. Ah, right. Eight pages worth of pre-flight items. That's way too hard right now, <laughs> Stefan. But thank you for the suggestion. Oop. Right. We're nearly there. Uh, about there. I think he's had a few ideas. <laughs> I'll jump over the picture with a problem. That was a good idea, Stephen. What, what time is Uber showing up to pick up? <laughs> hey, oh, did I share? Someone share. <laughs> you got that. Somebody needs to take over. We're you making memories for the next anniversary Nev. show. Help, Nigel. Nev. You know, help, Nev. I need to help me out a little Nev. bit here. Nigel, somebody. I'm doing this from the other side of the bloody world. <laughs> so refer people to the show notes. Yeah, you're sharing your finder right. window. You don't. You want to share your actual file. <laughs> yeah, well, don't I share. You see how, you see how no one is helping Nick? They're all right. just sitting there. <laughs> They're just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> This is entertainment. This looks this looks good. Uh, uh. Oh, that looks like some passive aggressive there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, more chicken nuggets. Uh. <laughs> HR. <laughs> that was definitely passive aggressive. Uh, no, this was. This is my, one of my more esoteric. Um, we'll just get past that one. Oh, look at that! Where's that? Pittsburgh. Wind's going Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, at Pittsburgh. Imbibing. Port Yard. Mm -hmm. That's a very. I don't know how to describe that, Jeff. <laughs> esoteric. You did it again. Oh, what is wrong with this? Uh, I think it's the uh, operator. Okay. <laughs> Definitely yeah. operator. You, you know, you ever seen it where the shepherd comes in and drags someone off the screen? Yeah. And get the hook. Computer isn't yeah, get the properly. hook. I'll give it one more go. If it doesn't work okay. this time, guys, pull me up. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> we'll have to take care of that. That, that, that video's over, Nick. <laughs> where is the Where is the family show clip? Someone play the family show. Oh my god. Are we sharing? 
No, you're sharing your finder window again. <laughs> Same window. Nev, help him out, man. <laughs> Nev, help him. This is hysterical. I will not. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to fix it in post like he always right. does. <laughs> How do, they, how do they say that in England? Are you on the piss? <laughs> Maybe is that, is that up to your ear work. That's how they say it in English. I'm on the piss. Nick, Nick, put the laptop up to your ear. It'll work. They're on the piss. When they're drunk. Well, so much for sort of a nice, graceful end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's classic. It's Somehow perfect. it's very perfect. fitting. It's so appropriate. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Hey, Jeff, it's Jeff I thought you were the ace with washout students. Can't you fix this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, looking, that's looking more, more uh, promising there again, Nick. You just have to, yell. yeah. Oh, here we go. How's this? Uh, okay. Hey, here's Al. Full screen. Now, don't touch that button that okay. dumps it. I can't go full screen. You need to go full screen. No, it, it looks perfect. Whatever you have here. Just keep doing working. that. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Brian Coleman. Brian Coleman. Hey, Brian. Jen. Jen. Jennifer. Jennifer. Excellent. Jennifer. Jennifer. Ah. Uh, uh, who, who are those old Arlo. people? <laughs> oh, Hi. Miami Hick. Oh, that's Mike. Uh, we had to have one of Miami here. Jeff, this has turned out to be a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, you were in the United States Air Force, so this is the pride <laughs> of the United States Air Force. <laughs> that's Rick Bell. Yeah. He's a, he's a major now, isn't he? Yes, yeah. he is. Uh, major something. He's yeah. a major disaster, looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well, that's the real airplane. Ooh. Hey! Hey! Bombra. 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 Love it. Yeah. And the 400 artwork. Beautiful yeah. artwork. Oh, look at that handsome yeah. Yeah. radio Roger. Yeah. Hey. There he is. A day spent in his office, and oh, they're all the underlings. Playing stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Oh, wow, Miami. Yeah. Oh, Miami. Your last trip, right? Yeah. That's right. Just before the beer spill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were, just we were smiling. Yes. Oh. <laughs> You never know who you're going to bump into in the airport. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm in, guys. Nice, uh, Well done, Nick. Probably a good job. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we, as I said, we have a number of other items, but I think... Jeff, what, what, do, what do we want to do with that at this point? Why don't we uh, set those aside? I mean, I don't want to rush the folks over there at the museum. No, um, no, no we're all right. Graham's give us an okay for another <laughs> 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay, let's carry, carry on then. So carry on. That's Jeff, what we do best. We're going to go we're gonna loop up to number 10. We've got 10, 11, and 12 to cover. Okay. 
I think oh a couple God. of them are uh, audios. One of them just reading it. Okay. Um, let's see. This is from Lima Zulu. Oh, I think he must have the wrong show. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, says, hello, no need to acknowledge me for this small contribution. Oh, he, he gave us a nice contribution. It wasn't small. Thank you very much, uh, Lima Zulu. Uh, he said, uh, if you do, uh, then please just refer to me as LZ. Okay. Um, we don't have his name. Oh, we do have his name in there. So. But you guys can't see it. Okay. Uh, always thought, he said, I always thought that the guy from Big Ass Fans was just a cover for, say, GE jet engines <laughs> in the same way that Acme is used instead of Jeff's real employer. Didn't realize it was a real fan company. It is. In fact, he brought yeah. a whole bunch of little here, uh, fannies, which is the name of this ass. <laughs> if you're yeah. watching, if not watching the video, that probably didn't come from <laughs> Like a little, it's a donkey. donkey. We get a little donkey, little yellow donkeys. They think we're into my videos again. <laughs> yeah, that's a different one. Okay, and uh, number yeah. two, always thought that Doctor Steph's intro mentioning backstabbing was that she was backstabbing her jumpers by kicking them out of the airplane. I finally realized that it was in reference to her medical specialty. Yeah. So, so many. I, we take a lot of things for granted, I guess. Yeah. So many layers of meaning to some of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Does the crew have the time, uh, have a time they want to admit when their FO overruled one of their decisions and, or when they were FOs and they pushed back on captain's orders? Uh, he said he's been enjoying the shows for almost two years. Lima Zulu. I think Dana has a specific instance when okay, he with you. Wait, wait, not he the one that the airplane when we were flying together. <laughs> No. Okay, baseball good. bat? No. It's a baseball bat I was just teasing, actually. The baseball bat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I tell all my captains that. You're going to try to kill me, I'll knock you out. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the diplomat. I'm very diplomatic. I'm from Boston. Come on now. It's kind of the same way. I used to always tell the captains, it's uh, I have faith in you. I don't trust you any further than I can throw you. <laughs> I can throw him a long way, though. I'm a big guy. <laughs> Do you have any stories, Armando? Uh, no, nothing that comes yeah. to mind. I'm in pretty dynamic situations, but I think you're always able to talk through it. Yeah. There's only one, been one guy on my no-fly list ever. Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lef Nielsen? <laughs> Clef Lip Nielsen? No. I don't like it. No, he's he's amazing. No. we Actually, I just was kind of joking with him. No, we've never had that issue at all. Mm -mm. And... Honestly, I can't can't really think of any captain. Well, yeah, there's a couple um, <laughs> that I've ever had that issue with. And generally speaking, and not to seal the show at all, but generally speaking, honestly, the way things are done nowadays compared to when you came up through the yeah. through the system, CRM is uh, the CRM is amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, truthfully, most captains will look look to their first officer. And when I upgraded a captain, I looked at my first officer and said, "Hey, what do you think?" And kind of considered all the different angles of it. And, and that really is the true meaning of CRM and the way things work nowadays. So kind of it, it really doesn't apply anymore unless the guy is completely off the, the wall, which I haven't flown with recently, to be honest with you, in a long time. Yeah. What's the saying? It's like it's not a mistake and, until we both make it? Yep. Right. And that's the reason why you have more than one pilot in the cockpit. And that's why we should never, ever, you know, make it only one because the safety is going to go down considerably. I agree with that 100%.
Because we're all humans. We're not perfect. Excuse me? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. You might think you are. No, I am nowhere near. <laughs> um, we regularly reminded. Okay. Yes, ma'am? Jeff, we've, we've, got, we've got a video to play next. Okay. Number 11. I'll play the video. Okay. Okay, here we go. So congratulations, crew. Um, so Robert, um, I, I didn't have the time to go back and actually find how long ago we actually connected and I found you guys. I think the original story was somebody said these guys have a podcast and they talk about planes and then the rest is, you know, history. So congratulations of 500 episodes. That's quite a feat. And um, I feel like every time I send in some feedback, there's another strange connection that we have. So um, like I said, congratulations. I was gonna try to come down to the hotel, but um, I don't think the timing was right. Um, if everything goes as planned, mom and I and some friends are doing a cruise and we come back uh, the Saturday that you guys are celebrating down at the hotel. Um, and also hopefully everything goes as planned. We got COVID going on. And then there was an incident, of course, at ATL uh, yesterday. So hopefully everything goes as planned. And I wanted to get this in, you know, for your 500th episode. Again, congratulations, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I love you guys. We love you too, Robert. Thank you very much. Um, oh, Nick, wait. Over, over to Nick. Nick needs to have a comment here. Okay, go ahead. Nick. Oh, it, it's just that um, apart from making us wonderful um, guests here in the museum. Uh, the staff, particularly Phil, went um, <laughs> to a lot of effort. There are notices all around welcoming us for the 500th, and on the table is <laughs> is a special model. Ah, oh, that's nice. The oh, 500 aircraft with uh, Captain Jeff uh, streaming what looks like elbow vortices, sitting <laughs> um, on top of uh, the 500th ABG aircraft, and. If only you can see the characters inside. We're all um, portrayed inside oh, as little characters oh my uh, in this. And this is just one of oh, many. That's amazing. Um, really nice, but thoughtful additions to show you. So thanks very much indeed, guys. Yeah, thank that's you. That's awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Jeff, I think you want to wrap up now with a few remarks. I don't think we want to rush through the rest of these. I think we want to give you some time to make some remarks. Okay. Well, nothing like putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, I thought you said you wanted I to. I did, so. and I was going to take the time to have just mark out a, and a very long list of people to thank, but we had some technical issues going on, and I didn't even have a chance to change. Uh, so... I'll just, this is just off the top of my head, and if I forget somebody, uh, my apologies, because basically my thanks is to everyone out there listening, uh, who have listened you know, for a very long time, or to those who may just have stumbled upon this and watching this episode wondering what the heck <laughs> they're, they're doing here. And why uh, they're still here. Yeah, no, and probably, yeah, you know what? I don't have to worry about thanking those people because I'm sure they'll never return. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I, I, from the very beginning, you know, starting podcasting uh, in the uh, StarQuest production network, the Catholic Podcasting Network, so many people, Greg, I mean, Greg came up so many times, first feedback on the Catholic Pilot Show. He does that, he continues to do great work for us, voiceover work and the plain tales. He is just a very talented person, and I learned a lot about podcasting from Greg and uh, Father Roderick, uh, both the um, 
the CEO and the president of the uh, uh, StarQuest Production Network. So I owe a lot of what I learned about podcasting from them. And um, and just like, people like Jeff who have been listening, you know, from the very beginning and the the natural evolution of adding co-hosts to the show. And so you're all my best friends. You may not feel that way about me, but I feel that way about you. Um, and and it, what, what's great about doing the show is that every week I get to, this is an excuse basically for hanging out with my friends every week for three hours or sometimes more. Four. Um, yeah, four. Five. Okay. Um, and, uh, and we get to talk about aviation and, you know, and, and sometimes beer and, and sometimes uh, uh, farmers in Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, and all kinds of weird things. Anyway. Farmers. Um, yeah, farmers in Australia. Uh, and so many people have been so supportive over the years. And I, I really want to um, point out the people that actually support us financially with the Coffee Fund, uh, patrons and um, Coffee Fund Classic people because your contributions makes all this possible you know the the equipment that we use and uh, the weekly costs of doing the show and the meetups that we do this meetup here you know that it would have been basically impossible to do without the coffee fund and your donations to it and it means so much to us that you feel so strongly about our show that you're willing to give some of your hard-earned money and i know for many of you it's not an easy thing to do i mean whatever you give it, it's it's it sometimes hurts, and we do appreciate not us, it hurts you, uh, but we do appreciate it. Um, I wanted to point out that we had uh, our the guy that came up with the logo here, Jim Mercado, out in uh, Northern California. Um, I contacted him and I said, Can we do like a special version of our logo with the 500 episode acknowledgement? And he came up with this um, amazing logo. Thank you, Jim. And he not only came up with this logo, but he said, Jeff, I know you have a lot going on and I want to take some of that burden off of you. And I'm going to coordinate all of this. I'm going to contact the printing people. Uh, he put all the, the logo on um, Teespring and everything else. I mean, he did all that work for me. And I, I can't tell you how much that helped me out. And I didn't have to worry about doing that because there were so many other things going on. Speaking of things going on, Liz and Nick and uh, other co-hosts uh, helping to come up with this 500 show uh, so much. You don't realize how much work this was. I know it may not look like it, but it was a lot of work and we spent many, many days uh, yeah, together um, going over which clips to use. And thank you for all of your suggestions. I know that, you know, we didn't get to a lot of your suggestions because we have a finite length of time to do a show. And um, so we tried to pick the best ones and, uh, but thank you for participating. Thank you for, uh, for for coming, uh, those of you here in this room, and also those of you in that amazing historic room that you're in at Farnborough, thank you for for taking the time and the energy and the expense. Uh, some of you I know, um, it was not an easy thing to do with all the restrictions, with COVID and everything else, and spending a lot of money to get there, and um, that means so much to me. And Liz, uh, you know you. I'm so glad that she was able to do what she did on today's show because this is something you normally don't see. And you can see how much of this show is run by her. And, you know, you just make it, you know, just run so smoothly. So thank you very much. Yeah. 
Jack, can we just add a thank you that you forgot to make? Uh, a thank you to you, because it weren't for your creative spark, your desire to do this, this community would not exist. You wouldn't have people up there across the ocean. So I think we all owe you a real debt of gratitude. Well, thank you. Cheers, Jack. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Radio Rogers, thank you for being the voice of the uh, Airline Pilot Guide show, the intro every week. My, my distinct pre- pleasure. Thank you for, for coming down and doing the live version of that. And uh, Armando, I know I was going to have you go around with a microphone, but we just didn't have the time to do that. I'm sorry. I was hoping to get all kinds of input from our live audience, but we just did just too much stuff. We ran out of time. So, Nick. Too much great stuff. Before you uh, wrap up, Jeff, yeah, I want you to. Uh, I want to say great. Yeah, I want to say a great word of thanks to uh, everyone here in the United Kingdom who's come from far and wide, from all corners, from all backgrounds, um, in particular our two German friends from Berlin, uh, Tillman, who we know is a great friend of the show, Stefan also from uh, Frankfurt, fantastic man, and, uh, you know, he, we, all love, we all love his gin. Uh, and, um, and beer, and beer. And there, yeah. yeah, he, he dispatches alcoholic beverages around the world. He's starting up a new business, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, everyone else, um, there's a fine chap here, uh, Chris, whose uh, phone yeah. is up there in the window providing our uh, internet link. Uh, <laughs> because we wouldn't be here if he hasn't suddenly decided, said, oh, I can cure that. Here, I've got million gigabytes of data <laughs> and it runs very fast so here use my phone uh so fantastic don't and worry too much jeff we've given him your bank account <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we are we, we don't have anything to, left uh, in the coffee fund apparently it's <laughs> empty i said it once i'll say it again phil catling and uh graham uh, Bruce, who just have opened up this fantastic building to us and made us so welcome. We really appreciate it. It's made the UK half of the 500 very, very special. So thank you very much indeed. And we have several, I know that you had several people over there travel long distances to attend uh, the UK side of things. And we also have people, we have uh, Jeff Jett from the Jet Fuel Java Coffee Roasters. Did I get that right? Um, from Seattle. And uh, let's see. I know we had people of uh, San Francisco Bay Area, Tim Van Ran. Mm-hmm. You know, Van Ram, have you heard of that guy? Uh, we have people from Baltimore, from Maine. Maine, yeah. Ernie, right? Yeah. South Maine. Can't forget Fred from San Francisco. Too. Fred, who? Yeah, Fred. Uh, never, never. Fred, uh, you know, we're like we're never sure exactly. Is Fred, international man of mystery, international <laughs> man. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah. sure is. He came from the Bay Area. Oh, I well. want to see the international man of mystery, or is he a mystery? Well, uh, let's see. Can we show? Wait, roving, roving Mike can do the camera. Um, I got. Okay. Come forward so he can be on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. You got the uh, thing. Wrong one. Okay. Here. You're coming this way. Which one are you going to? Well, either one of these. No, there's one right there in front of you. Pick one. There we go. There we go. Okay. Back up a little bit. Okay. Back up. And then back up. There you go. There, there we go. go. There we go. <laughs> well, that video. I'm good. This is good. For those who don't know, Fred, 
everywhere I've gone in the world and having a meetup or something, uh, including um, Berlin, completely unexpected, you know, the Cold War center of the universe, Fred always managed to arrive unexpected, uninvited. He just <laughs> arrived, and we all just have Fred no idea how he how he does it. He is truly the international man of mystery. Well, and, and Nick, remember Fred. 300? He showed up in my house. No idea how that happened. Well, way, before, on my way before, way before all, way before all of that. Yeah. I think one of the very and, first. And he's always dressed in black. One of the yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the very first uh, meetups that I did in Orlando, Um, he shows up and I go, well, are you from this area? No, I'm from Northern California. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? You were getting a seaplane rating, I believe. Doing my seaplane rating. Yeah, we'll say so. I had a real reason to be there. And Nick, I was going to go to the UK. The State Department stopped me, but I I am here and glad to see you and everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) He was reassigned. It, it wouldn't be a, a meetup without Fred here. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for coming. And by the uh, way, invitations, not necessary. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, Mike Kuypers, you know, thank you so much. You saved me. Electrical cord. Uh, not Mike Kuypers. Mike Carroll's. I'm sorry. Mike Kuypers, you're probably in the chat room right now. Uh, he was, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you still are, thank you for all your support all these many years, all the way from back from the beginning, even before I started podcasting. Uh, but Mike Carroll's. Uh, helped me out and brought uh, several uh, electrical cables to power all these electrical devices here. So thank you. You're a lifesaver. Flying uh, and Life podcast. Make sure you check that out. Um, so uh, and uh, you know Jeff, you you brought some coffee and we might have some you know things to give out to. Uh, he brought some trinkets and merch from uh, Jet Fuel Java and uh, we also have. Um, one of these beer glasses for all of you here, so make sure that you don't leave without uh, grabbing one of these. And Eight over there glasses. as well. Yeah. And what else? The, the mayor of AP, Jeff, the mayor of APG, Mike Kuypers, is here. So. Okay, great. Okay, great. don't forget about RH. Oh, Greensboro. And- yeah, RH, and- of course. Yeah, thank you and, for coming uh, over from JJ uh, the, the mythical triad. And- JJ from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, JJ Pittsburgh from Pittsburgh. What's that? Laura. Laura, yeah. She's from Detroit. Uh, Where are you, Laura? Oh, there you are. We're hiding in the back. Um, The uh, the big-ass fan um, fannies. Um, Got a bunch of those. He he said a lot. Yeah, you can grab a handful of these things before you leave. Yeah. Stress relief. Stress relief. Stress relief. Okay. Got to go now, Jeff. Yeah, Nick has to get out of the building so. at the moment. So. Yeah. Thank, right. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, Nick. Bye, everybody. Wait, we need to sign off. Like, okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's do this. Wait, wait, wait. Before you guys go. Okay, do it properly. Do it properly, guys. Go. We're going to have a proper sign off here. We're going to start with Jeff. Oh. Uh, wishing you clear skies, unlimited visibility, and tailwinds. Take care. God bless. Cheers, y'all. Bye. Bye. Lisa, baby. Hi, everybody. Good day.